Hello and welcome to show 66 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay! Like Route 66. Oh, yeah. I love that song. That's a great song. What song? Route 66. I didn't know that was a song. I know it's a road. What? Hey, you know, Haley's Comet was visible in the year 66. No, 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 no. We need to go out. You don't know there's a song called Route 66. Uh I don't know a lot of songs. Duke, don't you know every song that's ever been Yeah, written? you know all the songs. You're meant to know no. all the songs. I know some songs, but not all songs. Oh, I know a few see. songs, you oh, could say. Oh, so pretty and see. No. I'm a real no. old gone no. through Mexico. No. So, wow. Stop. Wow. Don't I'm do begging that. you, please. Do not do that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear iPod being switched off. Why? What? Enchantment. It's a classic. It's a classic. Enchantment. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, yes, yes. So, yes. Scott, okay, so we are recording you now. Steve, yeah, just introduce us. Only just. And yourself. Yeah, so I am the daddy. Also known as Stuart Fowler for boring name. Um, and we've also got uh, Chinny. Chinny. Yo, I'll, uh, I'll, I need to say some apologies. Uh, you do? Yeah. Um, First of all, apologies for the lack of video. I went to see where the video files were. Are they all disappeared? Why? Or, I don't know. But I'm, I think it's got something to do with me moving everything to my external hard drive. Um, and I don't know. They, they got lost in the process. Uh, I don't know where they went. Apologize. I'm really, really sorry. Yes, what that guy said. And also, apologies for not letting anyone know that I was at the very successful play date. <laughs> well, that must have been a different play date from the one we had. <laughs> different one we had. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to um, But yes, we've also got Duke here. Hi, Randall. 37. Shut up. I'm giving CPM five seconds to figure out where it's from. Five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Do, do, do. No one says that. Yeah. Well, something like 36. What? Something like 36? Oh, you boys. Oh, what is that anyway? Something like 36. Does that include me? 37. I'm 37? Going to class. 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks in a row. <laughs> what, what is that from? <laughs> it's from Clerks, the movie Clerks. Uh, uh, you keep going on about this, and I've still never seen it. Hey, Randall. Hi, Randall. 37. 37. Do you know, I need to watch that film. I, I feel like right. I yeah, need to watch that film. It's a yeah. great well, film. Zero Dawson is in the second one, right? Yeah, but the second one yeah. sucks. You I said love, this last time. <laughs> I love Rosario Rose Dawson. I like her too. She's a good ass. She couldn't save that turd of a movie. And then the donkey shows up and the guy has sex with the donkey and it's brilliant. 
Do you know? I feel like I'm having deja vu. This is a this is a video <laughs> game podcast. It is. It is. <laughs> we talk well, about, let's talk about games then. Oh. Oh, I have the last ten minutes. No, listen, listen. I have got something sort of gaming related. Oh, yay! Was... Hey, that's the best we're gonna get at this oh, early in the actually, show, Jenny. Actually, I've got something really non-gaming related, but it was... oh, of course oh, you do. Now, listen, listen, you listen. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Right. We went <laughs> went out for a meal on Friday. Uh, with two friends that we have. The Adventures of Shoe, it's the Adventures of Shoe. So I'm yeah, sound, sound, sound effects while he's no, doing dude, this. Listen, listen. The Come. dude brings the menus back, you know, for to order your sweets and stuff. <laughs> right? And I wasn't really... Was what kind of a... No, just listen, listen, listen. listen. You went so, for a meal and he's bringing you sweets. What the hell? Uh, you know, pudding. Oh, the dessert. menu. Oh, dessert, right. Dessert. Okay. okay. So, so you it, ate the real meal already. Just, 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 I've not got to the funny bit yet, right? So there were these huge... Well, massive, I'm on the edge of my seat right here. Shut up. <laughs> these huge, massive card menus. You know, like really big, like about A2 yeah. size. Great big yeah. thing. And I'm holding it down, not really taking any notice. And I set it on fire. <laughs> I set the, <laughs> the menu on fire. Oh, my goodness. Right, so oh, like... You look Frank Spencer, you are. <laughs> Right, and I'm going right, and the funniest, the funniest thing is right. I'm sat there, completely oblivious to the fact the menu was on fire. Right, <laughs> yeah. And then you know when you see something out of the corner of your eye, and I was like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "Oh shit!" It's on. So I'm trying to blow it out, right? and I managed to get it out. And then when he came back to take the others, it's a huge bit of the corner of my menu missing. <laughs> Like, sound like that when I burst in. And I'll laugh. Do you know when you start laughing? You know what I'm like when I start laughing. And I... <laughs> and, like that. Oh, and there was a glass collecting lad. And he didn't think, think it was funny at all. We were all completely pissing our sides because I'd set the menu on fire. Yeah. And and he was just completely oblivious. Like, you know, nothing had happened. Well, I thought it was funny anyway. And, you know, anyway. Didn't burn the place down. So it could have been worse. Thank God for that. Hey, when, when you were eating your dinner, did it sound like this? It sounded just like that, but yeah. So I, I actually nearly burnt a restaurant down this weekend, which would have been funny. Um, but yes, gaming related. Well, how is that game related? That's not no, even no, close. No. no, I did say I had something game related, but something... Oh, that wasn't even the no. lead-in to no. the lead-in to the no. show? No, that Jesus. Was, that was a totally non Sorry, that new was... listeners. You, 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 this is exactly what you're in store for. <laughs> I, that was the teaser. That was the teaser. Yeah. No, I, I as as you know, quite a while ago, I told you I traded tons of games in, um, and and got about eighty quid in total. Did you set them on fire? No, no. So I decided to buy something with that money that I made. You're not uh, talking about the 3ds again? No, 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 no. So I bought some new gaming headphones. <gasps> Did you get Turtle Beach X25 387s? No, I got sort of what are meant to be better. Um, better than Turtle Beach! <laughs> you out of your mind, boy! I got some. Is this the start of a commercial? <laughs> I know. I got... Turtle Beach, they're extreme! I got some uh, Triton AX720s. Oh, yeah, the poor man's Turtle Beach, yeah. No, get lost. <laughs> um, now, I, I think, personally, I think I got a bit of a bargain because they are second-hand ones. I didn't buy brand new ones. Oh, my God. Because they're about... They got, like, earwax in them and, like, the microphone's hanging <laughs> off by a thread or something. They're about 150 quid, they are, to buy normally. Terry Chips, what are you talking? £40, and, pound. no? £40, and pound, £20, pound pound and the wax Fell off free. the back of a lorry. Listen, listen. Amazon, Amazon Marketplace, and they had some... It said, as new, you know, nearly new. Yeah. As new, with curry stains on them. 79 quid, and they came, and they are in perfect condition. Now, there were a few... 
there were a few stray hers on the the foamy bit on the top, which was a bit off-putting. But but apart from that, the and, and I'm honestly to God, the sound yeah, of you don't want to know what kind of hair that was. Yeah, it wasn't pubic hair. It wasn't curly and springy. Uh-huh. How do you know? How do you know? Maybe well, straight these pubic. Well, maybe maybe someone straight. <laughs> Back to make sure, Jenny, and they taste nothing like pubic hair. <laughs> Why are we talking about the possibility? I I have my. Are you telling me about every purchase? Hair. I bought some heads. I said you don't know what kind of hair that is, and you jumped the pubic. Don't put this on me. <laughs> Stu, I bought yeah. some headsets like two months ago. I didn't make it like a big opening thing on the show. <laughs> well, you should have done. I also uh, bought. Everyone wants an, to know. I also bought an air blaster foam gun today because it's my mate's <laughs> birthday tomorrow, and I thought that would be a funny present, and it was so good that I bought one myself <laughs> as a cock action thing. And I don't tell. I also oh, Stu's got pubic hair, turtle yeah. beaches, yeah. and Chinny's got cock action. I'm like way out of the loop here. <laughs> No, anyway, I got no, nothing crotch related you, at all. Uh, listen, you, I bought uh, some boxers last week. Do you want me to talk about <laughs> that? Let me get to the point. Have hair on them? What are you talking about? It. Let me get to the point. <laughs> uh, anyway. So what did you buy? Oh yeah, you bought these headphones. Right. I didn't think they were going to be that great surround sound headphones. I thought, yeah, they'll be all right, whatever. You know, they're not going to be that they're great. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. well, I love are, to see yeah, you like are. getting ready to buy something. Uh, this isn't going to be that great. Yeah, but they are fantastic. Yeah, they are fantastic, huh? They are, yeah. Was, so how did you t- break them in? What was the first game you played? Well, as we're talking about games, I might as well say what I've been playing, I guess. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought you would have gotten a game you know sounds a certain way and no, test you know, that. you got to have a baseline reading, man. I'm going to test them properly, I guess. Is The best thing is Dead Space 2, but I haven't oh, got around. That's a good game to test yeah. them with. I haven't did got it around. Make it's, it's a good game if you want to shit yourself. I know. Man. Even more so, I would imagine. Yeah. Um but no, I've been playing more of Yakuza 4, to be honest. I've been playing a ton of that game. Oh, the sound. That game's known for its great no. sound. What I did notice, though. What I did notice, because obviously it's a bit like GTA, walking around the city and all that sort of stuff. When you, when you have got the headphones on, the background noise is like you can hear loads of stuff that I did. Because normally I have to try and turn it down really low because obviously Kay's in bed and she's going to shout at me and stuff. So I don't have the, loud on, you know, the sound on that loud. She doesn't but... need an excuse to shout at you. No, and and I've got to say, I was quite. I've been really more impressed than I thought it would be. You know, I thought they'd be all right, but you know, I've been really impressed with yeah, the sound. They're really good at the, these days. Most like, you know, you, you pay about forty quid for some wired headphones, mm. stereo. You, you're going to get some good quality out of them. They're they're, they're really good. They they do uh, change a lot. I played the whole of Homefront with um, headsets on. It's great. So what? So, so what, have you got the Turtle Beaches then? I have. Yeah. So which, yeah. have you got the surround sound of the stereo ones? Uh, just the the stereo ones. I yeah. couldn't afford that. My mate's got the um, the five point ones. Yeah, and uh, it's like uh, he it, it, it played uh, Formula One. He put Formula One in, and I played it a little bit, and it feels like <laughs> you're in the cutter. I felt like Louis Hamilton or whatever. I just uh, it was pretty. It was pretty good. It, it, like the whole bay, every you felt like everything was behind you. It was great. Yeah, well, these are five to one, and I've got to say, I'm impressed with the the surround sound of them. You know, they'd work really well. Mine way. No, I'm not saying. I'm just saying they work just way better than I ever thought they would. Yeah, so I'm very great. impressed. So that I can wholeheartedly recommend them. Anyway, I was going to yeah. say for anyone who's thinking about buying some, uh, they're definitely worth. The only downfall to them, well, to Turtle Beaches, anyways, your ears hurt. Not like hurt, but like just having. Big muffs on your ears. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of annoying after a while. And they get hot. Aren't they? Makes your ears really hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're noise cancelling, aren't they? 
Yeah, they are, but they get a bit itchy because they're big. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, is they're creating like a vacuum around your ear. Yeah. Of course they're going to hurt. Also, with the Turtle Beach, the microphone that it comes with is okay, it's good, but it's it's uh, sometimes you'll get like echoes and stuff, so you have to kind of mess around with the like the game volume and the, the chat volume mm. until you get like a good balance and then... Yeah, so that's the only drawback to them. But they're, they're yeah, good. I think it's similar issues. You know what I mean? It's, I you think have, um, more... have like a chat thing on yours as well. You do, you do. But I think I think they're sort of better for just if you're playing a single player game and you're not really chatting to anyone. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, if if it's I don't think it's that player, that yeah. good, to be honest. Yeah, you know, I think they're all right. But yes, I was very impressed. So yes, I've been playing more Yakuza Four, and I've got to say, I am absolutely loving that game. I just love it. Yeah. I, huh? It's I've I've finished the first guy's story now, so the first I, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the names of the characters. Um, Somebody go, yeah, something like that. Uh, but the first guy's story I've finished, really loved it, really enjoyed the the sort of the end of that, and it what it does brilliantly when you as as that story finishes, it you know it sort of leads straight into the next character and how they're linked together, you know, because every although they're all separate characters in their own stories. They're all linked to each other in one overarching story. It's like Lost, man. It is less complicated. Well, it is less complicated, but it's it's just so so good. And I've just met the original character from the other Yakuza games, who's Kazuma Kiryu. Yeah. And it also has this reminisce thing in the menus, although I haven't had a chance to watch it. Reminisce. Yeah, reminisce thing in the menus, right? And you can go in there, and it recaps the first three games, like the stories and the stuff, all the cuts oh, and everything together. Oh, right. I thought it make you play them all. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, it's, but the massive, right, I watched the first part of it, and it took about 25 minutes just to watch the first part of the first game or something. I'm like, oh, that's... A long cutscene in a Japanese game? What? Well, Whatever. What's you know, next? RPG elements in a first-person shooter? Well, if if there was a complaint or a complaint that people would have about Yakuza is there is a lot of cutscenes. There is a lot of cutscenes. The only thing I would say, though, the saving grace is that they're really well-done cutscenes. You know, they're not... They're, they're quite... I mean, the beginning of the second-person story is like a scene out of a John Woo movie. You, the master of unlocking. It's not like that. Oh no, uh, no, no, no! It's so much better than that. But it's it just sets it up so brilliantly well. I was just like sat there. It was like I was watching a Quentin Tarantino film or you know Robert Rodriguez. It was because he basically it's basically a shootout thing. But he has about six guns and he runs out of places to put them, so he sticks one in his mouth. So there's this massive dude with all these guns who's obviously. A one-man army attacking all these yakuza's, and it was just so well. It was so cinematic and so well done. I was sat there like, just it's so impressive. It's just brilliant. I can't, and it's not as you know because obviously we played the yakuza three demo, and we were all like, oh, that's just weird. It's just weird that game. I don't get it. Um, I think I remember saying that it was shit, not weird, but well, yeah. no, there was yeah. agreed. There's a little <laughs> bit of that in it, but it's it feels a much more sort of serious storyline, and it's just it, the story itself. I'm so impressed with. Hold on, serious storyline? Aren't there zombies in this one? No, that's Yakuza Five that's coming out. At the oh, end. I thought that was Come on, cool. Shinny, get it straight. What the hell? Oh, is wrong? Sorry, that's yeah. Five, the end. I'm that's not up to date with the the, the Yakuza story that is Yakuza. <laughs> Um, no, that's Yakuza 5 the end. That's coming out next year, but I think it's out in Japan this yeah. year, which yeah. is the same. I know as... they come out quite, quite. Uh, um, but yeah. if you can handle lots of cutscenes and Japanese style games and silly, I mean, the, and, and what's really cool, the, the second character I'm playing has a completely different fighting style to the first character. Has completely different 
special attacks and all that stuff and it has a really nice sort of leveling up system and the combos and stuff the like special moves are dead easy to pull off there's nothing complicated about anything and i like that about it you know like one of the special moves you can get is like running the head along anything that's at sort of waist height so if you're near to something it's all contextual so you press a triangle and they'll basically grab them by the hair and run the run the face along a railing or whatever that's next to where you're fighting. Well, uh, game has that. I know, and there's like there's so many cool like finishing moves, uh, and like there's another move where you can do a face pound. So if they're on the floor and you press triangle when you're next to a character who's down, he does this huge sort of leap and punches them in the middle of the face while they're on the floor. I so wish there was quite... a stew camp for this game, like I could just watch yeah. the expressions of yeah. Stu's face. As it's, it's, just, like... <laughs> it's just brutal. oh look at that, that's brilliant. <laughs> it's brutal. It is brutal. A brutal game. Um, <laughs> But I really like it. I mean, I, I, I don't know what else to say about it, really. I can just recommend it to anyone who wants a good story and something a bit different. Really? A good story? It has got a really good story, yeah. It really has got a good story. I don't, I don't know whether you'd like it, though, Chini, for a, a number of reasons. Japan? One, it's Japanese. Yes. Japan! Two, it's... <laughs> yeah, Japan! Uh, two, it's got a lot of cutscenes. Okay. Yeah. And three, there's a lot of text to read because it's not all voice I'm out. But, but, well, actually, that's just the <laughs> stupidest statement I've just made, really, because you have to read all of it. <laughs> it's subtitled. I don't want subtitles. It's <laughs> subtitled, but there's also oh. parts where it's just text. I should clarify what I mean. So some parts, it's like a proper cut scene with voice actors talking and then subtitles. But then other parts, it's more static cut scene. And it's just like, you know, like a scrolling text, you know, in a like a, a voice bubble. Yeah. So it's sort of... That's because they had that... That was like in the demo for the one we played. They yeah. had like three different kinds of cutscenes. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's still good, though. I I can't recommend it enough, and I'm about 12 or 13 hours in now. I have been really sucked into it, and I want to know what the, you know how it's all going to resolve itself, because there's a lot of... It's complicated. There is a lot of stuff to try and remember who's who and what they are in relationship to the main characters, and, you know... And there's no, some... I definitely won't like this. There's some weird sort of uh, like side missions, like one of the ones I'm completing at the moment. They've in the sewers, right? And there's loads of areas. Like there's all the above ground. Now I'm I found that I'm in this new area of like the sewers where all the homeless live in the in the city. And there was some like sick cats, you know, like poorly cats. And now I've got to go to the convenience store to buy a like a bottle of milk to bring Why? back to help the cats Why? get better, so that the homeless Why? people it's so the homeless people will help me. You know, because I've got to gain the trust. Got to get the homeless people on your side. Yeah, because they know. Well, I have because they they they've got to lead me to a character called the Informer, and they Informer. What's up, it? Sucked. And um, white rappers for some reason. And basically, basically, all the homeless he has like homeless people who work for him, obviously keeping their ears to the ground, as it were, to find out information for him. So it's cool though. I, I mean, you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it though, because it's you know it isn't gonna be everybody's cup of tea. But I love it. The, the, the more important question is, what is Duke's problem with snow? Yeah. What? He's not from Jamaica. What? Shut, man. Break. This is freaking lame white rappers trying something they're not. Uh, reggae rap is cool now. I think I'll do that. Pit man. What the put the. I love that song. Him and Vanilla Ice, dude. I'm sorry. Vanilla no, Ice. Slave. Oh. I, I can't really lie, but I just I think that's a funny song. Well. So yeah, that's Yakuza 4 out of the way. Um, I've also made a bit of an impulse purchase. 
Um, is it just, oh, what's you been buying in the shops? <laughs> no. He hasn't been playing, what? he's just buying it. No, we're talking about games I've been playing. No, go ahead, go ahead, just ignore us. Go ahead, go ahead. But when I'm going to talk about my shopping spree, you can't just... No. <laughs> I'm talking in a glass. <laughs> this is a game. So I bought Dungeon Hunter Alliance came out on the PS3. It's not the real game, you made that up. <laughs> I made it up. make up games, it's not fun. Um... Which is which is another sort of it's a bit more like Baldur's Gate, I guess, than Yay, Baldur's Gate, yeah. You know Dungeon Classic Hunter, you know, Torchlight sort of Dungeon So wait, what's it called? Dungeon Hunter Alliance, we've talked about this already. Eh, I wasn't listening. Uh no, in the previous show, <laughs> not tonight. I wasn't listening then either. Uh, you you just don't listen to anything. I don't what? Your kids go. Uh-huh. Your kids like in the class. Uh yeah, uh what do I do about this? Oh yeah, sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> exactly. That's every day. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Um. Yeah. It's now. Interestingly, I played both of the the, the games on the iPhone versions of this. Um, yeah. I really like them. I don't know whether at the price is a sticking point because it, it's nine ninety nine when I'm guessing about fifteen dollars. Um, which is a lot of money for the game. It is because it is a up-res version of the of the first Dungeon Hunter on the iPhone. And it's got four-player co-op. I haven't had a chance to play anyone in co-op. But it is quite generic. And But it's a good clone. I mean, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with it. You know what I mean? It works well. If you like collecting loot and getting special weapons and things like that, you'll you'll be fine with it. There's no, there's nothing, you know, there's no major issues with it, but it's just a bit generic once I've got it. Yeah. And I guess because I played the whole of the first game on the iPhone, it's just like playing that again, but on a bigger screen. It's yeah. a huge screen. Yeah, but it's it's not. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a bit. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. You know, I'll give it a bit. I, I've only played probably about the first thirty minutes or so, so I haven't played a massive amount of it. But they've done a good job of. I mean, the graphics. It's not going to blow anyone away, but it looks fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with the graphics, the controls. I, I think the other problem, the the only other issue with it, I would say, you know. It's almost like they've expected you to have played Diablo before or Baldur's Gate or something like that, you know, and know how to control. You know, it's a bit, you know, like Chini, you said the issues you had with Torchlight because you couldn't figure out what the hell you were supposed to be doing in any of the menus. Well, I just so. couldn't be bothered. Like, and you couldn't be bothered. Well, the, the menu seemed overly complicated. Perfect for a PC, but yeah. like for a console, now out. I don't think it's as complicated as Torchlight to control. I think the menus are a bit more simplified, but it doesn't actually give you the tutorials completely lacking it's as though as though it expects you to know automatically how to do everything you know and that's that's a little bit of an issue especially with a you know a downloaded game you know what i mean it doesn't really tell you how to manage all your inventory and stuff like that which again you get a lot of lots of rings lots of you know swords daggers axes shields armor you know you name it you'll get it thrown at you and stuff no no guns so you name it you get it guns no guns there's no guns there's no guns uh, but it's alright. So it's not like the Matrix. Then we know nothing, nothing lots like guns. the Matrix. Lots of guns. We need t- tissues. Lots of <laughs> tissues. No, Why? I... It's summer. There's a lot of cooked grass out there. Circuit very... pe- circus peanuts. <laughs> oh, by the way, I did test out the headphones with the Matrix because I thought that was a good tester. You know, the, uh, you know the bit where they sort of go into the big office building and shoot everybody. 
because yeah. that has really good surround sound and so. Sir, do you have any weapons on you? Yes. That, that, <laughs> oh, it was great. It did sound fantastic. So they, yeah, they were. All of they're written to the fiction that oh, anyone can turn into an agent, therefore they can kill anyone. <laughs> Sorry to kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter because it's all like they're not even it's real people. Right. So, anyway, um, so I played that, and then I also played... hold on. I'll, I'll just thought of something. This is something that you'll never hear. Yeah. I love Matrix Three. Something yeah, you'll never hear. That. I'm gonna do one. Not I'm gonna do one of those me. every week. Not even from me. Something you'll never hear. Uh, yeah, the dishwasher vampire smiles. So I gave this a, a play. Yeah, I oh. played that. Oh, that game is completely mental. Yeah, it is. It's good. I like it. I loved it. I loved the art. I yeah. thought the art style and oh, the way. I'm gonna download that. Name. Oh man, the way they set up the story and everything. I just thought was brilliant. Yeah. Like the little cartoony sort of like, yeah. you know, like graphic comic style. And just as I was starting to think, this is dragging on, we started into play. Yeah. It's very satisfying gameplay. Oh, it is. I, 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 I think I might buy it. I haven't done, but I think I might. I was oscillating. I wasn't sure I which, whether I, I was going to buy it or not. The thing I love the most is the blood warp. Yes, There's how this thing for that? those who haven't played it. When you you can jump as you can in any fighting game, but there's this thing called blood warp where you push the right th- uh, joy th- thumbstick in any direction, and you sort of warp about two inches in that direction. And oh, it's really handy, especially game. with bosses and stuff. Like Shadowrun. I never played Shadowrun. Um, yes. It is a like little, a, a yeah. tiny bit, yeah, because you yeah. can go through walls, you can go through gates. How did that do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is a bit different. I know, I'm just a bit different. <laughs> I played the first one and I was like, "Yeah, this is really cool for." It. And I, I did wonder whether this is still de- developed within the XNA because I'm not 100 percent sure whether he's used that as his engine this time or whether he's, yeah, you know, 151 moved. meg. It is. It's not big. Yeah, it's still not big. So I'm, I'm, I'm in, I would be interested to know if he's still developing in the XNA or whether he's using something else now to do it. But I mean, the art style it just looks. I mean, if that is still within the XNA, it just shows you what is absolutely possible with that engine, you know, and that that sort of uh, tool set. Yes, it looks good, and the story is kind of fearish. There's it's all these cool. hallucinations, and there's blood all over the hospital and stuff. But the combos are so satisfying, man. There's this one where you like jump on the person's face and start ripping their face apart, and yeah. it's all flashing and crazy noise music when you're playing it. And it's you can really satisfying. Wa- you can run up walls, which was you sure can. Up. And you do the run up the wall plus the blood. Yeah, what's it? It's so, uh, yeah, it's a good combo. He's- it actually, it actually felt really fluid as well, which I thought was brilliant as well. Like because I'm not really into those types of games, but I think if I played this on easy, I'd probably really yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. You know, so I played on easy, little bit of a challenge, not too much to that drive me completely mental. But I would imagine played on any other level, yeah. it's really going to screw you over if you get anything wrong. I would think. I played uh, it on normal and it wasn't too bad actually. I mean, I had the boss a few times, but once I got the hang of when to do, you know, like. It does the nice thing, at least on the demo, of when you attack somebody or when the boss attacks you, like he's vulnerable for a second or two after that attack. So as long as you get out of the way during the attack and then attack, you know, strike back when he's recovering or whatever from rushing across the screen. Yeah, there's definitely to the two because there's two bosses you get to fight in the demo. Yep. Uh, and both of them have a different, slightly different style to each other. And, and yeah, you've got it is definitely learning the patterns of what they're doing and sort of attacking when you know it's safe to attack and yeah. you know disappear and using the blood warp when it's not you know and keeping out of the way. Uh, but I love the I love the way they weave the sort of the what 
perceived as a, which well i'm not sure which is the real world oh we don't yeah know. yeah which is it but well how they weave that in like when you get up onto the like the like a dentist chair and then yeah. obviously it warps and you're sort of in the in the the pod you know the shuttle chair aren't you and i loved all that stuff the way it's we don't of, know which one's the real world you don't know which is the real i loved it i thought it was brilliant I, I think i might security. buy it i think i may <laughs> buy it yeah, it's definitely yeah. worth the money. What is it, 800 points? Yeah. 800. Yeah, it's definitely points. worth that. And again, it's it's not an expensive game. And, you know, I've got to say, you know, Scar Studios, you know, and James Silver, he turns out some very cool games. He really does. He knows how to make a decent game. And, um, yeah, I hope people pick this up. You know, also, what other troll game I've got? Uh, Ghostbusters, Sanctum of Oh, don't. Oh, oh dear. No. Play <laughs> Play it right now. No, don't play it. And then I played the demo of a very similar game on the PSN network. Oh, uh, I know what this is. Called Moondiver. Oh. What? Moondiver is called. Never heard of it. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a square, it's a square Enix game. Oh, God, stop. Uh, but it is, it, it, it is a side-scrolling sort of beat-em-up type game, and it was it was actually all right. It was again, it was a completely different art style, you know. But the, obviously, the game styles are very similar. And again, you could do loads of really cool stuff, like sort of hanging from platforms and moving around. It, it felt it just felt good. Again, it was another good side-scrolling sort of beat-em-up. So there's two of those out of and about at the moment that are worth a look at. Touted uh, uh, by the team behind it as Strider for the 21st century. Yeah, it's really quite good. I remember Strider. Yeah. I think you should give it a play because if you liked uh, the dishwasher, I think you'll like this as well. But I would have said out of the two, the dishwasher is definitely the better better game between the two. Dish- for me, personally. But that's just because I love the style and the art style and everything else going on in the dishwasher that you don't get in Moondiver. Moondiver is very sort of Japanese-y type sort of side-scroller. But yeah. definitely worth a look. And then the final thing I played was the Machinarium uh, demo. After I, I went and on you Steam, can... no, because I thought oh, I can't be asked to download Steam again, so I'm not even going to bother. But if you go to the their actual website, you can play the demo just in the browser. Uh, hey, so it plays and? in the browser. Brilliant! I loved it. Isn't it? Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I just thought even even the the puzzles I just thought were just brilliantly it's so charming. That's the number yeah. one word for it. It's so charming, and it it definitely gives you those eureka moments. You know when you yeah. figure out what it is you have to do. Now yeah. I did get to you know the bit in the where you're in the room and you have to push the buttons and stuff and move the yeah. the pole above you around. Yeah, it's a little annoying. Well, I thought. I wonder what the walk because there's a walkthrough thing, isn't there, where he says, you know, like, yeah. you know, if you need it. So I thought, oh, I wonder, have you have you actually tried to use it just to see? What well, yeah, you have to beat that little mini game first. Yeah, like a mini game that. And you've got. To I like... actually had to try to get it this time this yeah. week, and I couldn't. Oh, I was like, screw this, really I'm going hard. online. It's really it hard. is really hard. But it, I love that because it like makes you think, oh, I can't be bothered to do this. I'll just have to work out the puzzle now. No, it means I got to go find a walkthrough online. <laughs> yeah. Was that on the Overseas Connection where someone said they didn't finish a game and sent it back? I'm trying to think. I was listening to something this week, and I was like, because he couldn't figure out a part they had to complete, and I was like, well, why didn't you just look at the walkthrough? Yeah, really? Come on, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, I know that we don't like using walkthroughs, but if you're really stuck and you want to finish the game, come on, have a look at a walkthrough, even if it only just gives you a hint as, as to what you, what, you, know, you need to do. Yeah, weird that. I don't get people not using walkthroughs if they're stuck. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, oh, I'll just not finish the game then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, at the same time, you were giving me a hard time for using the walkthrough on Braid. 
Yeah, I think it depends on what game it is. <laughs> oh, now it depends on what game no, it is. If it's, if it's like a genuine... I don't even care. I'm just giving you a hard time. Anyway. Um, anyway. And that's it for me. Um, so I'll move on to you, Duke. So what have you been up to? Oh, I've been up to so many things. Uh, I don't know. I've been grading papers. Oh, you mean video games? Yeah, video- <laughs> that's funny. You haven't been burning menus then? I have not been burning menus. Uh. <laughs> um... No, what have I been playing? I've been playing a bunch of games. I've been playing Machinarium, or whatever oh, yeah. you call it. Um, I, I said once upon a time that they're all one-screen puzzles. You don't have to worry about bringing stuff from a different part of the game over to this screen, but that's not true. I have now gotten to the part of the game where you do have to do that, and it gets a little more frustrating when you have to do that because what I love about the demo screens is it's all self-contained, so you know whatever you have to do, it's all on that screen, you know? So you can, you know, keep fiddling with the objects. And at one point in the demo, there's that thing. You got to just keep lifting those things up and then you find the other thing. Yeah. Well, later in the game, there's this part where it's like five different screens. You got to sift through and find the things in order to, you know, and you link the thing from the one part of the first screen to this thing back on the fifth screen. And it's a little more frustrating when it's all spread out like that. But I'm still loving it, it. Is it frustrating or just more puzzling? No, it's frustrating right, because okay. there's certain things like, okay, and this was even frustrating with the walkthrough. There was a thing that I was supposed to do and then leave the thing alone and then go into this other room. But apparently I kept fiddling with it. So when it came time to go in this other room, I had fiddled with that original thing so that this thing in the other room now wasn't in the position it needed to be in. And then uh... the walkthrough, it all said, oh, this other thing should be like this now. And I was like, no, it's not. How do I get it to be like that? And I had forgot that I had fiddled with this other thing and blah, blah, blah. So it doesn't so anyway. reset when you go in and out of the area. No, definitely not. <laughs> There's a lot of things that stay as they are. Oh, no. That's I mean, I should have figured it out. I shouldn't have had to go to the walkthrough because I could have probably figured it out if I had just you know, taken a little more time. Yeah. But it had been a long day, so whatever. The other thing that's kind of bugging me is – there are certain things, you know, like when you, okay, in the demo, there's that scene where you're trying to get across the bridge and you have to call the dude and say, hey, I want to go across the bridge, right? Yeah. And then he says, no, you have to look like this. That animation is about five or ten seconds long. And if you accidentally pull on that cord because you don't remember what it's for or whatever, you have to sit and wait for that animation to go around again. Yeah, you can't sort You know what I mean? Yeah. That gets a little annoying when, like, at one point you have this telescope you're looking through and it takes about five or ten seconds to look through the telescope because he's sort of surveying the area. And every time, you th- you know, I-, I keep thinking, oh, maybe I need to look through something on the telescope. And then it's like just doing that animation again. And it's just kind of annoying that it's just like you got to sit through it again. But well, whatever. Don't, that's well, just... don't pull the cord by mistake. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's all right. I got for the PlayStation 2 down in the video game gym, uh, I got Demon Stone, which is a Forgotten Elms action RPG. Okay. It's okay. It's definitely an action RPG. It's got some voices of uh, Patrick Stewart and uh, that other guy. He was in the Green Mile. He was the dude who was about to get killed. Oh, I can't remember his name now. Michael the, Duncan or something? The massive, tall. Black yeah, yeah. He's huge. Anyway, uh, he's apparently his voice is in it, but I don't think I've come across it yet. Yeah, Patrick so, Stewart is in so many RPGs. Isn't he, he really is. He's yeah. got a good voice for RPGs. So. Yeah, Shakespearean actor, you see, I guess. Yeah, him and Ian McKellen. I'm surprised he's he from, doesn't uh, do more. He's from Huddersfield, isn't he? Oh, is he? Yeah. You ever see Extras, the Ricky Gervais show, where Ian McKellen yeah. is talking about, I'm not actually a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> happens is, I Sir imagine... Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's just... You shall not pass! Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anyway, so Demon Stone is kind of fun. It's it's kind of dated, you know, whatever. But it's all right so far. Yeah. Keep me busy down there. Okay, I have two complaints real quick. Michael Clark Duncan is the name. Yeah, that's his name, Michael Clark Duncan. He's a good actor. I really like him. Yeah. Super Eight is advertised. That means it's very soon to come out. Yeah, Super Eight. Anybody know what Super Eight is? No. Mm, yes. It's uh, the new J.J. Abrams film. Yes. Uh, I've sort of be, heard of it. I'm not sure what it is, though. Uh, some alien escapes from a train. Look at the teaser trailer online. Ah, uh, yes. No, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Carry on, Duke. Sorry. Anyway, carry on. Well, it'll make anyway, no sense. Two complaints anyway. real quick. Uh, the Xbox Xbox dashboard. When you have those cute little panels that's like, find out about this new thing. Please give us some indication of what it is that we're going to go into when we click on that panel. Because there was one recently that I was like, uh, some carnival something. And I was like, oh, I'd be interested to know about that. Is this some game I'm going to download? Is it a trailer? I don't know. Suddenly I'm in the avatar editor and it's like, what do you want to buy for your avatar? Nothing. I don't want to buy nothing for my avatar. What are you doing to me, people? Uh, do you not want to dress it up all nice and stuff? No. Huh. Uh, also, people, when you're giving me a trial for an arcade game or something, and I say I want to quit, just let me quit. It's like a mini game to get out of these yeah. games. Press green. Yeah, you yeah. Quit. Okay, press green. Now, do you really want to quit? Press red and then start real fast. Otherwise, what's this, press what's this trailer about? How awesome this game! Oh, is. God. Do you know there's an easy if you answer? To trick people into learning a little more about your game. That's a bad. Sign. No, there is a, There is an easy answer to that. You just press the guide button, then Y, and he takes you straight back to the dashboard. Yeah, but I shouldn't even have to do that. No, you shouldn't, but you can I wear out my guide button. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of wearing out buttons for no good reason, I played the new Russian attack game that they got in there. Yeah, I've heard it's awful. Uh, Again, this is one of those examples of where you just shouldn't even bother downloading the demo. It's it's so... Stupid! It's. I mean, the game plays okay, I suppose. It's. It's sort of. It wants to be Shadow Complex, but without the guns. So you're running around knifing people, but it's just the combat's really clunky and it's dumb. boring. Yeah, it does sound yeah. rubbish. That does. So the whole bad. point of Shadow Complex was you shoot. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, the coolest part about it is in the first five seconds you do this stealth kill, and I thought it was gonna be like, oh, okay, you hide in the room and then you kill the dude with stealth and. I mean, I suck at stealth, but if it's as easy as just pushing down to crouch in the dark, hey, I can do that. But uh, no, a lot of it is knife fighting, and it's just really simplistic. I mean, the first Russian attack game was very simplistic, but it was awesome. It was like Because we didn't know any better, I guess. Some games should stay in the past. That's that's what we should (laughs) do. Yeah. Uh, From the past. Yeah. Yes. I've been playing um, Avedon a little bit, that role-playing game for the Mac. Awesome. I may be able to get an interview with uh, one of the developers. Uh, oh, that's a great tune, people. Oh, we can, we've not had an interview for a while. Let's do it. Hello, darlings. Hello, darlings. Uh, and then the other game I've been playing is Bulletstorm. Oh, right. Cool. So, how do you like it? Um, I like it. It's fun. I played the multiplayer first. I guess it's not actually multiplayer. It's Anarchy Mode, which is co-op, basically. It's Horde Mode. But the part that's annoying is we did the first three levels, and it was me and three random people. I didn't know anybody on the team I was with. And we played the first three levels, and it was fine. Like, it, you know, they came, we destroyed them, and we, the guy goes, you did a great job, well done. But then the other level, the, we got to, like, level four or something, and we killed all the bad guys, no problem. But apparently we didn't do it with enough cool style tricks. 
so we didn't get enough points. So it was like, you failed. Try it again, you worthless worms. So is this like is this like the horde mode? Is it? Is this what this is? Yeah, it's horde mode, but okay. it's like style horde mode. You got to do it with style. Crazy Kill. leash Kill. kick bullet something. Who cares? Kicking the balls. That's the yeah. point oh. of the game, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That was bringing me to my next point. Do you have to like stick your like gun barrel up the rectum and then shoot? You pretty much do. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you know what? The mechanic of the game is fine. I don't mind. Like, I'm having a good time with it. Like I say, I, I, I the the thing that's bugging me is that they keep adding new things in. So it's like it's not enough for you to leash them and then kick them and then shoot them. Now you got to leash them and then fling them against a cactus and then pick up a fire bo- a barrel and then throw that against them and then leash the fire barrel and then kick the guy into the fire barrel and then shoot all of it. And you'll get 50 points. Yeah, that sounds like that's the, that's the point yeah. of the game, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, but I don't know. I... Look, that, that's, the, that's what differentiates this game from every other person. See, and this is what I was thinking about because, okay, I, I guess that's fine. But I, I suppose I just don't – when I play a shooter, I kind of just want to shoot things. And that makes me I weird, what, I know, but – In the single player, in the single player, I'm sure you can do that, you know? And maybe like you've jumped into like the wrong thing at first because no no, no I've been playing a single player as well. I'm talking about I the single. Talking, player. I thought you were talking about Horde. No, no 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 the multiplayer yeah. And then I said okay I'm not going to sit here and try to get all these different points. So now I'm back on the single player. But the well, thing you can with the play that as you want right. Yeah, but um, there's all these sort of challenges along the way, and want to get more points in order to buy more upgrades for your weapons, you have to do all the things about, okay, there's a dude in a helicopter attacking you, you have to leash him out of the helicopter and then kill him before he hits the ground, and you'll get 500 points, and if you just let him hit the ground, you get 50 points. So yeah. if you, again, if you want to upgrade your weapons, you got to do all the fancy, you know, play it the way they want you to play it. And I, in a way, I feel like you're interrupting with my free will by telling me how to play this game. How dare you? But then you might as well just buy any other light first-person shooter. And no, because people that. will make fun of me if I play more Quantum of Solace. That is true. But whatever. I mean, again, like I recognize that that's the point of the game, and I knew what I was getting into, so I can't really complain about that. But I can complain about this. If the story is this shit, just don't bother with a story, would you please? You I know? mean, for God's sake, this is the most ludicrous... No, 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 no. This is the most ludicrous story I've ever seen in my life. There's this super elite SWAT team going in to assassinate a high-value target. All right, everybody on the move. Let's go in here. Breach, go! Down, down! Yeah, he's down. We killed that dude. What? All right. Oh, my God. He was an innocent civilian. <gasps> Who are we killing here? What's this list of names? First of all, how did you know he was an innocent civilian just by looking at him? Call up the sergeant right now. Hello, this is the sergeant. What are you calling me on? On the man's cell phone? Are you out of your stupid mind, you retards? Sergeant, who are you having us kill? Ha ha ha! I paid you all for chubs! You've been killing innocent civilians to clean up the mess you made! You suck! I'm gonna get my vengeance on you, Sergeant! Ah! I like it. That's a, it's freaking that, ridiculous. It just makes no you're, sense. Selling the, you're selling it to me. You're selling How it, would yeah. they not yeah. know that this is what they're doing? And then he suddenly just... Oh, guess what? I'm a total jackass, and I've been playing you all for chumps and using you as pawns in my game and making your lives completely expendable. And then the doctor goes... So suddenly then you're in a spaceship, and who knows? Uh, and then there's a doctor, and he goes, your friend's almost dead. He's 
crushed half to death. But if you get me a battery, I can have this robot fix him. Okay, whatever. I got to go get a battery. And then you get the battery, and he brings it back, and he goes, okay, now get out for some reason. And then the ro- monsters start attacking him in that room, and then the the computer explodes, and two of the, the doctor and the other guy dies, and then you and your, and now your best friend who was crushed, now he's a cyborg for some reason. And he's oh, like, no. God yeah, doesn't yeah. enter into this equation. I need power to juice myself up or whatever and then you take him around and then suddenly there's this drop ship and you leash into it and it's like oh the leash is melting with my brain and then he goes the drop ship is grading my performance i have to do cool stylistic tricks in order to get more points according to what this robotic leash wants me to do i can eat it's like give me a break so look chris you know what i'll do right i don't know whether it's because you're an english teacher but that sounds deep man that sounds really deep (laughs) It's pretty deep, all right. Kidding? I mean, I'm start- I feel like I'm deep in something. This is uh, this is some Shakespeare shit. Right it is here. shit, man. That is <laughs> like some the same deep basic shit right there. Hamlet, I think, yeah. Oh my god, I think it's the way you tell it as well. You know, it's the way you the, the emotion you put into it. You know, I'm yeah. feeling it. Brain. Yeah, they look it. exactly like the Gears of War guys as well. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like Epic can't come up with any other characters aside not from Epic. Epic enormous humongoid, like steroid using freaks. Look, 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 Epic didn't make it. They didn't. Well, make let's it. get their name on Ethan the intro. Fly made it. Whatever. Anyway, I think didn't make it. But even so, I agree with you. It does look very generic. Yeah. <laughs> it is Gears um, in a new package. Now you know that all said, like it's fun so far. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the story. It's just really. Well, well, that's the thing is, I'm able to look past all of those things that piss well, me off. But the really. ironic, the ironic thing about all this, I remember reading an interview with the developer of Bulletstorm saying, "You know, everybody thinks it's just going to be this mindless shooter, but it's got a really good story as well." <laughs> no, it does not. I remember reading that. That is absolutely true. They actually said that. I do remember him saying that, so I'm not surprised it hasn't because we never. Ex- but to be fair, we played the demo. He's like, "There's no way this is going to have a good story." He's just stupid no, shooting not. stuff. It's one of the stupidest stories I've ever seen in a game. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. If they <laughs> think that's a good story, oh God, help them! But that's what you expect. Anyway, Chini, uh, yes. I believe you've been playing the, the Ghostbusters arcade game. How, how have you found that? I haven't. <laughs> um, oh, I I'm have sorry. To... Real quick, I, I also got finally oh. I got that book. Uh, oh, did you get the book? Because, you know why? Finally, I got it. Yay, finally oh, got it. Because he was kind enough to send me another book. A, you know, the um, Star Wars MMO. Well, let me just a minute, just a minute. Let me get this straight, right? I'm yeah. the only one who has read the book I was given and talked about it on the show and given it a big up and saying it was quite good, right? And you're the one who gets another book to read and you haven't even finished the first. <laughs> I'm reading it now. I'm re- first of all, I've, I decided to read it when I, after I played the game. I'm reading it now. Right, and the next, the other book, right? You wouldn't have read it anyway. Why not? Why wouldn't I then? Because I don't know. You're lame. So <laughs> the other book, the other book is um, Star Wars MMO. You know the the old Republic MMO that's yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the kind of the 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 prequel to that in the book in a novel. Um, mm. And what's really interesting about it, it's got like the Star Wars timeline in in the yeah. front of it. And I, I really like that because I have no, I, I, like, the order of things is confusing. So uh, it was nice that they put that in there for me. Because I'm not, yeah. I, I like Star Wars, but I'm, I'm not like a massive like follower of it. I don't know. Yeah, I like the movies it. and I've read a few of the books, but yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I was, but I also in the email I said, Duke never got his Deus Ex book. Yeah. And he's like, really? Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm really sorry about that. Really sorry. And he sent another one. So big props to Tom Green from Tyson yeah. Publishing. 
So uh, I'm going to get another copy in the mail then? So let's get this right. So he, no, no, that, that, that's the copy. Like he, Oh, he, he sent you another copy because I didn't uh, get mine. Uh, no, no, he said, right, this is confusing. He right. sent you the Star Wars one to make yeah, up. Yeah, he sent you the Star Wars one to make up. Yeah, yeah, he sent the Star Wars one to make up, but he also said, like, I, I told you that the Deus Ex one. So the one that Duke's received is the second one he sent out, is what you're saying? Yes. Ah, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, oh, anyway, that's... I'm reading it. But, but, can I... Anyway, just going back. So he sits in his office and goes, oh, I'll send another book to that Mike Chin because he did such a good job last time. I'll send him another one. <laughs> well, Mike's the one he talked to in the first well, place. He doesn't that know is... you, Stu. He doesn't know me. You're just a name in his Rolodex. Just a name in his Rolodex. Well, anyway, Chinny, what you been playing? Yeah, what have you been playing apart from reading? Oh, did, have, you, have you been reading the book? Too? Yeah, it... I've been reading it. So it's a Deus Ex book, right? Yeah. I'm not very far into it yet. Some of the writing is... Um, Careful because we might we might have a chance to interview him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, that that interview with the guy you wrote, you know, Dead Space went well. <laughs> it's got some good descriptions. I I like the descriptions. Um, some of some of the descriptions are a little, um, I don't know. I'm all, I'm on this like sparse, uh, cutting away of excess words. Like for instance, there's this person talking to a bunch of people, and it says something like, "They all silently nodded in response." You can just say they nodded. If, we, if there's no dialogue, we know it's silent, and it's of course it's in response. You don't need to say that. Just say they nodded. Yeah, Duke is the worst person to review <laughs> a book, isn't he? I'm not clever yeah, enough to notice that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is just I'm constantly know deconstructing go- everything my students write, so I can't turn that off. You know what I mean? I guess. I get that. I get that. Oh, whatever. So anyway, Ginny, have yeah, you actually been playing some... So what have you been reading? Yeah, what have you, what have you actually been playing games-wise? Never do that again. Also, I've been playing... Know, he sounds just like her. Yeah, I know. I've been uh, I've been playing some new games. Have you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Hitman, Hitman Blood Money. <laughs> oh, that just came out last decade. I, didn't it? I can't play that for very long, right? Because it's hard work. That game, like, it's good. And you, you plopped into this situation where you got to kill this guy, this guy, and escape. And it took me two and a half hours to do it. And it's such a small area, and there's lots of stops and starts, and you have to save it. And I get that's the point of Hitman. That's exactly what I used to do with Hitman One and Two. I'm 25 now, right? <laughs> For some reason, it just doesn't click with me anymore. I, I, I do enjoy it, but like I just lose my patience with it. Um, and I've, I've so, I mean, got quite a lot of patience. To, compared to like um, Splinter Cell, is it is it similar to that? Because I've never played a Hitman game. Not so... at all. Right, okay. Because it, it basically you have to... You, you you have to disguise yourself. You have to change your costume and stuff, or you have to think. Of, there's there's always multiple ways to kill someone. For example, uh, you you go to this um, um, wine yard, right? Sorry, vine yard or vineyard or whatever, whatever, however you pronounce it. And yeah. you you got to kill this guy, and he's the son of this drug lord. Uh, the vineyard's like a, a a cover operation. They're really doing cocaine there. Um, and so you you know you go on, and the 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 one guy is just on this constant like loop of he, he goes downstairs, he walks around for some reason, ties his shoelace under a crate that you can explode all the time, <laughs> and then goes upstairs and drinks the same glass of wine, and then walks around, stands there, and does the same thing again. Well, that's the, I remember that being the case in a lot of Hitman games because yeah, they're yeah, giving you a pattern the, to watch. Yeah, yeah, you got to so what, part of the part of the game is you, you got to watch them, and you go right, and then you got to decide. What you got to do, and then you got to decide how you do it. So what I decided to do was the crate that he's underneath. You can place a bomb on the on the pulley thing, 
Um, but if you want to place a bomb on the pulley thing, you have to get rid of the guard next to it. If you want to get rid of the guard next to it, you have to watch his pattern. Therefore, you have to kind of time it right and everything. Um, you're only allowed in certain areas if you've got a certain right clothes on. So a lot of the game is, I got to this area. Um, but if I, if I walk into the next area dressed like this, they won't let me through because I'm not important enough. So I've got to dress up as a cocaine um, worker, I guess. Right? Uh, so I dress like, like that. And then the next area upstairs, I can't dress as a cocaine worker. The, at first, they go, stop, get out. You're not supposed to be here. So you've got to work out how to get one. Uh, and then you dress as like a VIP guard or whatever. Um, things like that. And that process took me forever to work out. And it, it's just like a lot of trial and error, trial and error. And the, the game would work brilliantly if it had like a reset button, like Trials HD. You know, you just press like the back button and you're, you're back to your last save straight away. Um but you have to load it, and you know the, the the gun controls are not that great. They're a bit dated, but it, it is a very old game, so I appreciate that. And I'm re- I, I'm looking forward to what they do with the next Hitman game because it'll all be updated. I'm sure it'll work a little bit more organically. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see what they do, but I wouldn't want that job. I wouldn't want that job of updating Hitman because I have no idea what you'd do with it. I really don't. Just yeah. Me. Don't know. What... I don't know. I mean. You know, I'd never played a Splinter Cell game until this year or last year. Now it is, isn't it? God love us, how time flies. Is, is the only Splinter uh, Cell game you played Conviction? Yeah, that's the only Splinter Cell game I've that ever is played. The, the the odd one of the bunch as well, Conviction. And I enjoyed it though. I liked it. It's a great. Well, maybe I love Conviction. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe that appeals more to me. Yeah. You know, than the the original Splinter Cell game. And I think so. I think, I, jump, I, get that. I think the jump from Hitman, the new Hitman, to the old Hitman's will be the similar jump to. Splinter Cell Chaos yeah. Theory to Conviction. You know, Conviction is super updated, very accessible. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's it plays itself in a way. I love it. I'm a big fan of it. And I, I like I said, I don't know how they can do that with a new Hitman game because part. Well, it, I, I mean, it feels very gamey. You you see the same patterns. That's the point, and then you learn. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to get around that without it feeling. You see, I don't think you ever had that in Splinter Cell. It all felt no, quite no. sort of natural, you know. And they sort of you had to just sort of work, you know. They would run around looking for you, you know. Um, and in you the, had to in the old ones, you did though. In the old ones, people did follow a pattern, and yeah, the game was like, which I'm sure they did. But that's but showing the age of the game, I guess. Conviction is more you think on your feet. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you haven't got time to wait. You just you're on. You, you know, go. Uh, you got one gear, one speed. Go and. I, I, I'm curious to see what they do with it, man. It's, but I can't play it for very long. I'm on the, that was the first mission. That was the first mission. Oh, the trial mission took me ages. The first mission took me ages. I'm on the second one. I'm like, oh, God. Um, but it's it's fun. I've also been playing, I've got him back into it, another new game, Borderlands. All right. Yeah. Yay. I yeah. forgot how great Borderlands is. Now, I've kind of rediscovered it. Really it really is. Um, it is a good ben, game. Ben has been playing it. Uh, my friend, he, he's playing it for the first time. And I, I, Ben's very picky about what, what kind of games he likes. He doesn't like Mass Effect. He doesn't like Batman Arkham Asylum. Therefore, he's always wrong. But usually, <laughs> he, he kind of, he's, he's like, no, I don't like this. It's it's, it's stupid. Like, Mass Effect, he's like, oh, too much talking. You know, oh, what can you say to that? Like, how can you like... Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is he is he the sort of person who skips cutscenes? No, he doesn't. Sk- well, no, look, mate. Do you go? Can I skip this? What do I press? A start. What do I press? Halo Reach or any Halo game. He'll watch it. You know, he loves Halo. Um, but he's just got to look. Apart from that, he's got a bad taste. <laughs> yeah. So he's 
you know, he's he's kind of brought me back into it because uh, it made me love it again. And Duke played with us as, as well. Uh, I've been playing as a siren this time, and the siren's okay, like, but it's. I wish they would make it clear that look, she's she's really good at for getting out of trouble rather than getting into. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like, the, that's the, what the, I love about the hawk dude. The soldier and the hawk dude are great for like dealing with people at a distance. Yeah, and where, whereas the, the yeah. siren is more of a, I'm in trouble. Let's get out of it. Yeah. And but I do one, one thing I do like is you can kind of just um, go into your phase walk. And I've got like an artifact now where it just incinerates everyone when I come back into the world. Oh, nice! And it just like so I stand in the middle of a group of people and it just burns. Them all. So Sweet. it's it's such a great game. It's so fun. I mean, I've played it once already, and I I just love it. So if anybody's got like a twenty-ish level character, um, you're welcome to join me. But I have got one of those because I never finished it. Did so you? I've got a level. No, I've got about level twenty-four. I think it is. Damn. And I've got, yeah, I think it's about level 20, 24. I've, I've got, never got, I've got, I've got all got the DLC do... apart from one. Uh, the other right. Um, I've, I've, the Claptrap Revolution, I've got that one. But I, I'm waiting for my mate Marsh to get his internet back. So Yeah, no, I got to the secondary, you know, when you go to the second worldy beat. Yeah, with all you the, know, the main world. Yeah, yeah, with all the cops. And I got there and then sort of something else came along to play, I guess, something shinier and newer. Yes, yes. You know, as as happens, unfortunately, yes, has happened. That's me. Anyway. Okay, That's me. is that it for you? Okay. Well, in that case, we have got Vlados is back to give us another indie pick this week, I believe. So God knows what she's going to say this week. It's anybody's guess. <laughs> uh, God, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, she has got another one. So let's have a listen to a Vlados, and then uh, we'll say what we think about the game she's chosen for us this week. And by the way, somebody wanted a number. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought she was a bit of a babe, apparently. She's going to be start posting to Fat, Ugly, or Slutty soon. I know. I know. I thought she was a babe. I think it was, yeah, Bongo Bongo the Sane, apparently, was quite taken with her. So, who knows? All right, here we go. Hello. This is Vlados, back again with a new review from Xbox Indie Games. I remain a superior intellect. And you shall demonstrate your respect toward me by shutting your mouth and listening carefully. This week's game is Shield the Beat, developed by Detour Games. The creator, Madia Bria, calls it, half action, half rhythm. You control a spaceship which is being attacked by enemy ships firing in time to a lively dance song. As the laser shots hit your ship, you must rotate your shield in time with the music. It is an unusual approach to the rhythm game genre, taking a cue from Beat Hazard but adding a unique twist. The game contains music from a variety of artists like Franz Ferdinand, P.T. Walkley, Mala Jube, and others. The background graphics are striking, with bold colors and constantly changing outer space designs. I think the developer might be French, because the website is available in English and French, and the interview I saw featured some fractured sentences and references to Honor de Balzac's 1846 novel La Cousine Bit. Shield the Beat is 400 points on Xbox Indie Games. Vlados returning now to a state of idle superiority.
Oh my god! Has, has someone changed the programming on Vlados? She sounds know. more intellectual this week. Uh, I think she so, she did a self upgrade. She can do that whole you know being she aware. She bought PS3. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sounds like she's been uh, she's been reading the Encyclopedia Britannica or something. Or you know, like... awesome Wikipedia articles about Honoré Balzac. Maybe she has. Maybe that's what she's been doing. I wonder who wrote an article like that. Uh, I have no idea. Nerd. Yeah, I'm sure. Dork. I'm sure. Who <laughs> yeah. would do a thing like that? Nerds. Um, so anyway, Shield the Beat. Uh, what do we think? So what do we think? Duke, what do you think? Um, I thought it was a neat concept. The music was good. The backgrounds really are awesome. I think Vladis is right on about that. It's like they look really... Um, when I saw the screenshots, I was like, that doesn't look like an indie game because the backgrounds are really impressive and they move very fluidly. Um, the graphics in the game itself are okay too. That's the background and you really don't interact with any of that stuff. The problem I had was that the game mechanic really wasn't all that fun. There are little dots coming at your spaceship and you sort of move one of the thumbsticks in time with the dots. But you have to move your spaceship shield a little bit before the dot hits you. So the dots hit the ship in time with the music, but you're not actually moving the thumbstick in the actual time with the music because you have to move the shield a little bit before the beat hits. So it's actually kind of a weird, it uh, doesn't really match the beat when you're moving the stick. So that kind of put me off a little bit. I did not buy it. I like the music, but uh, I wasn't that captivated by the gameplay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Ginny, what did you think? I loved it. There you go. Ah. Um, there you I go. Think, I, Difference of opinion. Uh, Duke's right, though. Like, sometimes the gameplay is a little bit boring. But yeah. did you play the two-color mode, Duke? No, I did not. I should have. No, I didn't either. the two-color mode because it is. it, it, it changes things. It makes uh-huh. it less boring. Um, uh-huh. Basically, you use the left stick for the blue little dots. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, any red dots, you use the right stick. And they fire missiles at you as well. Uh-huh. Um, cool. So I really enjoyed that. And that that's when I... I mean, the, the the blue dots on the round was a little bit boring, but when they injured... It's tough, though. It's not yeah. easy. But as soon uh-huh. as the trial came up with, um, yeah, this is finished now. Oh, you got to boy. I went, no, oh, shit. Like that, and that is my degree of like a, this is a good game that's my little needle right if yeah. i say oh shit like i'm frustrated that it stopped that means i uh-huh. liked it so i'm going on that judgment I, I really liked it but the problem is 400 points as we know the reason for that will be because there's so much music in it it'll be the size i guess because we've spoken to so many indie developers we know the the, the issues with the price oh yeah no that is exactly it the interviewer asked if it was a flat rate for the royalties or if it was a like a percentage thing and the guy said that a lot of music lawyers and people who handle the rights to music, apparently they think if something's being released on the console, that it's like a massive AAA title. He's like, dude, I'm an indie developer. What do you want? And they're like, we know you're going to make millions off of this. We demand yeah. this percentage. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's an indie game. They don't know what an indie game is. Yeah, well. Do you know, I did think how much must he have paid for the licensing for having those. Because some of them are quite good tracks as well. Yeah, They're not all like, you know, well, like rubbish Fred, tracks. Ferdinand's a pretty popular group. Yeah. So although, although, I was going to say, I found the dancey, the second tune you played, the dancey one, way better than the Franz Ferdinand. You're making me want to play it. I'm going to play it. I know, yeah. The Franz Ferdinand, that wasn't that impressive. But when I started playing the one that had a proper beat to it, yeah. I, was, I was definitely more impressed. But I found... I couldn't figure out whether the best way of doing it, whether to sort of flick the thumbstick left and right and up and down, or to sort of 
sweeping around in a circle, I which is what I ended up doing. Sweeping is the uh, the way yeah. forward, but in time yeah. with the music. That's yeah, and that's what I sort of did because I thought sweeping it is not doesn't feel that rhythmic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's meant to be you a rhythm to, game. Snapping and sweeping. I think. Yeah, you got to do a bit of both. You got to be versatile these days. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Though. I thought it was really, really good. I thought it was really good. I so yeah. It. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yep. It's a good game, I'll play but it's too. It, playing it again because you're talking about it. I want to play it again. Too much points, unfortunately, and yeah, that's yeah. A, a shame. But that's due to the size again, isn't it? Because there's I'm big a, files. I'm not because that's a bit of a deal. Music files are big. That's the trouble. I think what they should have. Is there anything in there that you've seen where you can use your own music off your hard drive? Or anything? No, that was the other thing I was disappointed yeah, by. Yeah, I didn't see that, and I thought oh, I should have done that for sure. Yeah. Then it would have been a buy, definitely. Yeah, we can put your own tunes to it. That would have definitely changed it. But hey ho, it's still good. It's a good game. Okay, um, let's do some new stuff. We've got tons of new stuff to do this week. Uh, yeah. Again, first thing, Jack Jack Tretton. You know Jack Tretton, the uh, Sony dude. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, him. Jack Trenton, yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, yeah, Trenton, Tretton, whatever his name is. Trent, yeah, it's Tretton. Trent, Jack Tretton. Trenton. Well, according according to uh, Eurogamer, it's Tretton. Yeah, they're European. He's American. This is a really important distinction. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Sony yeah, is Am- it Behemoth or Bayamoth? I don't know. Look, sure, sure. Duke, you say um, Behemoth, right? And then... Look it up in the dictionary. Yes, it's Behemoth. Yeah, I say Bayamoth. Yeah. I have to say, I'm with Chinny. Whatever. Anyway, regardless. Uh, yeah, anyway, whatever his name is, uh, CEO of, of Sony Computer Entertainment America has basically come out and said, he's, he's basically been slagging off the other consoles again. He's been doing that Sony thing for some reason better known to himself. Uh so basically, you said the Game Boy experience is just a great babysitting tool. So that's the first yeah, thing you came out yeah. and said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he said, as as regards to the Wii and the Xbox 360, they're starting to run out of steam now in terms of continuing to be relevant in 2011 and beyond. Although they didn't. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. Why would I buy a gaming system without a hard drive in it? How does this thing scale? Motion gaming is cute but I can only wave my arm six inches. How does that really feel like I'm doing true, accurate motion gaming in regards to the Wii? But he's, he's got he's got points, but like his console doesn't really do a great job of doing that either. Yeah. Like, it's like if you're going to address the flaws of other consoles, I'll address the flaws of your own as well. Like, don't pretend that your console is like all-knowing yeah. and all-brilliant. Well, he went on to say, if you're really going to sustain technology for a decade, you have to be cutting edge when you launch a platform. So, so here we are, four years into PlayStation 3, and it's just hitting its stride. Hang uh, on, well, hang on. He said you've got to be cutting edge when you launch a platform. The PlayStation 3 is nowhere near what it was, what it was now. In fact, when it launched, it didn't even have a, uh, a cross-media bar. Whatever. It didn't, but the hardware was probably cutting edge at the time, I guess. Yeah, but if that, released, inside, if that released that pre-internet days, it would be software was rubbish. Yeah. The software was rubbish, but the hardware Imagine was... Imagine if they released that and you couldn't do an update. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's saying we'll enjoy a long downhill roll behind it because the technology uh, that was so cutting edge in 2006 is extremely relevant today and is conspicuously absent in our competition you know, well, what is Sony's problem of being sort of arrogant dickheads? Yeah. Seriously. Well, I, I, I think he's got some points, though. Like, he has, but why put it in a way that's sort of inflammatory, you know what I mean? And sort of just like an arrogant knob. I don't get I, it. I, 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 I do think that he's got some he's got some strong points. The, the Wii is definitely slowing down. The Xbox 360 is definitely yeah. showing its limitations with, you know, ch- 
two discs, you know, like Mass yeah. Effect 2 being on two discs, things like that. He's got a point, but you know, I, you're taking it as being douchey. I, I kind of take it as like even trying to be like a, a CEO of a big company, like he is. Like I don't know. That's this is yeah. Job. But is it is it is it being a CEO of a company about taking side swipes at your competition all the time and or just putting your money where your mouth is and just doing the do? Well, it depends, isn't it? I, I don't mind like. I, I applaud like like kind of outspeakers, you know, like, like people that that say things. Yeah, I, I I'm I like it when well, Sony. One thing they don't do very well is um, talk about you know like having somebody at the forefront talking about their product a lot. You know, I, yeah. I, you know, Microsoft are brilliant at it. They're fantastic at it. Nintendo are just you know completely dark. Um, and and, and I think you know it doesn't really bother me. I, I it's not something that offends me you know it's not like he's pulling out of his arse these are these are things that are real if he said this four years ago i'd be like really but um yeah it doesn't bother me so much i guess but you know they've introduced the move controller and if you ask me that sort of copying what the you know the Wii has done but trying to obviously do it more accurately or whatever but they're still trying to, you know, I still don't think Sony know exactly where they want to head and what the, the true direction is because they seem to be just trying all sorts of stuff. You know, it's like, well, let's do that because that might work or let's do this because this might work. You know what I mean? Let's be everything to everyone and not really be any one thing in particular. Mm. It only and does I, everything. Yeah, and I think they should sort of concentrate more on the game stuff. You know, let's concentrate on putting decent games out there. That's what I think you should well, do. Well, Sony are doing that as well. No, they are doing that, but I still think they're too busy trying to do everything else at the same time. Yeah, you but know, hey, listen, were... look. Jack Trenton said that they are at the forefront of technology, so they're yeah, working yeah. on it, okay, Duke? <laughs> I don't know. I still think they need to do a bit more, yeah. And I, I, I don't know whether we haven't have or not seen the best out of the you know, the PS3, but I mean, the games that I keep coming still look bloody good and Uncharted 3 is looking excellent for this year and, you know, there's, there's games to watch coming out on it for for the exclusives, I guess, that might, you know, keep showing us that it is still relevant and it's still, you know, pushing the, the boundaries, as it were. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, The Last Guardian as well, that's looking pretty that's, Yeah, but that's not good oh. yeah, so. It is coming out this year. Of course it is. Stop saying stuff like that. Stop saying stuff. Not the truth. Um, now, talking of bold claims, so that's one bold claim, uh, but we've got another one. Uh, Ubisoft CEO has basically come out and said that he's hoping to, you know, possibly overtake EA and Activision as the number one sort of developer publisher. Yeah, uh, what, uh, well, what's their FPS that they're going to use for that? <laughs> if he doesn't have an FPS ready to go, then it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. No, well, you know, you, you can't underestimate Assassin's Creed as a, you know, a massive... Oh, yes, I can, if you're putting it up against COD and uh, Battlefront. But what you're forgetting is Just Dance. Yeah, you're right, I just am forgetting Dance. Just Dance. In fact, I that forgot all about that game. Double, double what uh, a COD game sells. <laughs> well, I guess I can't double, man. that. They don't sell double. I'm joking. It was a joke. The best selling game last year was Call of Duty Black Ops. It was. No, I'm not... I think number I, two I, was Just Dance, though. It could have been, though, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly did. I know they do, they do sell phenomenally well, yeah. But, you know, it's like we've said before, by selling the crap games, you can make the good ones, hopefully. Yeah. You know, keep yeah. the good ones. But they've also come out this week and said that... that they've, so they've said that as one thing, that they're going to topple EA and Activision. But the other thing they've come out and said this week is that they won't 
develop any more new IPs unless you get a new console to develop it on. Really? Yeah. Oh, so, so he's the... going to hold his breath until they give him a new console too? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So they're basically oh, saying that they feel there isn't enough creativity uh-huh. for them. Whatever. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci balls. often said, I need new brushes. <laughs> now, that's interesting in light of Sony's claims, isn't it? That, you know, that they don't need, you know, they're only just getting into the stride. And yet Ubisoft is saying, actually, we want a new console because old tech stifles creativity and hurts our business. Bollocks. Well, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Bollocks. They're saying they, they're, one of their best-selling games is on the fucking Wii. I know, I know. Bollock. He said, bit, the "Where's the Ubisoft new... office? Cut it up. <laughs> I'm gone. All let over the my, place. Let me get my suitcase." <laughs> so look, look, this is what he said. Look, I'm only oh, telling you what he said. That was a play. Yeah, yeah we're telling you what to say to him. He basically said, "Listen, listen." He basically said, uh, "Yes, the accessories and handhelds are really good, but I think it would be great for the industry to take advantage of technological advancements." Uh, processors more and more powerful. Graphics cards have moved on. There are many technologies that would help us deliver a better experience and help industry to grow. Can't That's see what detail on these just dance games, can you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You really need to see more graphics. It, when it was pointed out that this is the longest gamers have had to wait for new hardware since Ubisoft started doing business, because it is, it's the longest between generations. It is, yeah. it is a long time. He said, that's right, and that's part of the reason why the industry is in a depression. Consumers like the current formats, but there's not enough creativity at the end of this cycle to really spark the business. Stop saying there's no creativity. It's we not have never had it so good as gamers. What no, is, no it's no. never been better than this. Then he went on to say, uh, there was a slowdown in the market and it did, not, it did put pressure on all publishers. He said the market fell suddenly, it went plus 25% to minus 10%. On top of that, the DS became more competitive and more pirated and that had a negative effect on us. Uh, on the DS alone, we went from 300 million with a big profit to 100 million with a big loss. Uh, but this period was a good kick in the arse for us, a reminder to do better, to be more innovative. Yes, on the same hardware. They, they, it sounds like to me they're getting pissy because they're not making as much money as they used to because not a lot of people are, you know, buying games for the Wii anymore because it's going down. And in, and in February, he was complaining about digital games. They seem to be in a lot. So on the one just hand- getting arsey because he's making as much money as he used to be. And he wants yeah, a new really? yeah, I think that's part of it. But also, well, you've got to when you think about it. Also, some of the best games that have come on a console come at the end of the cycle anyway, exactly. don't they? You know, because that's yeah. what everybody knows uh, what to do with the hardware. Yeah. You know, the PS3 is getting amazing games now because I'll say that word again because I said it funny. Amazing games now because it, it's it. You know, everybody knows how to. <laughs> Cheers, amazing, and I, I, I just think that's bollocks. I think he just wants more money. He's a, he's a billionaire. Pissing and moaning about how he can't make a couple more thousand. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. Everybody should know. He he shouldn't be so naive in saying that um, you can't be, you know, creative uh, on old platforms. Yeah, and didn't they just put out Beyond Good and Evil HD? Where's the creativity there? Exactly. Just want to make money. In fact, you know, something I mean, that could be said about having limited resources actually encourages yeah. people to be creative. Yeah, exactly. Like the X and A. That, that's a completely yeah. limited platform. But, just, but you know. I think that's, and we've we've sort of said this before, I think, you know, the X and A, Xbox Live, PSN, and where we'll see the more creative yeah, stuff anyway at the end of the day. Because developers want a sure thing. They They want 
a return on their investment at the end of the day. You know, they don't want creative stuff that might not sell very well. They well, want don't tell generic... us about you want creativity. Be honest, then. I know. Stupid game developers. Because, because that that surely is more the reason. Is because it's it's a gamble, isn't it? If they do something that nobody really knows about, it's a risk. Well, of course. Because, you know, Tw- it costs a lot of... And almost... if we have a new games gener- console generation, then they can put out Beyond Beyond Good and Evil double yeah. remix updated Super 3D HD version. Just dance again in 3D. <laughs> With exactly. all your favorite That's classic that. tracks from the original Just Dance. It's sad, but true. Uh... It is sad, but true. I mean... You know, I think people will be watching how L.A. Noir do, and I mean, it's lucky yeah. that somebody... L.A. Noir, Portal 2, Last Guardian, mm. Balls, yeah. Suck My... What? <laughs> Brink. Suck Brink's my Brink. One, yeah, that's doing something. Talking of Brink... Do you see what I did there? Oh, I saw what you did. Uh, talking of Brink... Now, interestingly, we talked about I'm this. Gonna I think cock, it was I'm going to cock my gun, because that was such a brilliant segue. Hang on. It was. It's it was. much more a reliable thing to do than gunning your cock. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Are you going to shoot it? Have you shot Hang it? On, I want to shoot it at my my Xbox. Okay. Oh yeah, ah, oh, my face. Red ring. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, they they have now. Interesting. We talked about this last week, and we said it was pretty much suicide to release the game on the same day as La Noire. You know, we said that, didn't we? That's what we said last week. Yep. Well, they must have been listening because they've actually brought the release date forward by a week, <gasps> so it's going to release a week earlier now. Um. So, yeah, so how cool is that? So, they're actually we're going to get it a bit sooner. Um, so, it's going to be the 13th of May uh, rather than the 20th in in Europe and the 10th of May rather than the 17th in the US. So, there you go. So, if you're looking for Brink and you're waiting for that to hit... Well done. Yeah. Well done, Bethesda. I don't know Yeah. Because I was I don't not going to play that game. I was not going to play it because... It came and in. will you now? Yeah. Will you yeah, now? Of will. Yeah. So, they got, so they they got go. one. It's worked for you. Yeah. It does work for you. And I'm, I definitely will. I may rent it because I'm not totally convinced with it being mainly multiplayer whether I'll enjoy it that much. So, But I, I love I the death, you know, playing it when we played it. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Yeah. So there you go. So apparently it's been wrapped up, published, ready to go, Shipped. and it's going to come early. Shipped. Done. Dusty. Pack it. Okay. It. Okay. Um, the biggest story that I saw to come out this week was probably today, really. It's probably sort of today, but uh, uh, and again, again, Greg DeLacy called this <gasps> only last week. He called this, and not only that, was ridiculed for even sort of you know tabling this <laughs> this comment. He was actually ridiculed for this well, he's ridiculed because he said, things, "To be fair, yeah, he said the only way that the Geo Hots sort of scandal, sort of hacking the PlayStation Three and Sony could do is to come to a settlement." And and CP went, no, oh, how can they come to a settlement? Because if it's a settlement, they're going to pay him. To be fair, well, I thought the same thing. Did they reach a settlement? Yeah. Yep. They've reached a settlement. <gasps> but I'll tell you what, Murphy knows his law. Now, that's not, now yeah. that's a pun. <laughs> that is a pun. But yeah. he does. He, I, I think his job involves some sort of law, because I, I know he works in some advertising stuff. Yeah. Um, but he does know a lot about law. And court cases and things like that. I don't know. I'm not judging him. Maybe he's been in court. Um, yeah, no. But uh, yeah, he does know a lot about that. So he seemed to he seemed to get the right impression on. And he was right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So apparently they reached a settlement uh, in a San Francisco federal court, and basically what they've asked is for a permanent injunction on on Geo Hotson. That's what he's agreed to. 
So basically, he's never allowed to fiddle and faff with a PS3 or any Sony product again, I guess. Mm. That's, and if he does, then he'll get, obviously, his hand slapped very badly. Naughty so boy. Yeah, they basically he's basically been teabagged, teabagged by Sony. <laughs> Jack Trent or whatever. No, yeah, it, yeah, Jack Trent or whatever, just uh... yeah, teabagged him in the middle of Dude, the courtroom. And we are the best console. Stop hacking us. Teabag. Yeah. Are you aware uh, that by teabagging you're actually referencing a different console? I love his Shut up. Now. Listen, listen to what he said though. This is what his statement was afterwards. He Sorry. said, "It was never my intention to cause any users trouble." Or to make piracy easier, he said. Uh-huh. I'm happy to have the litigation behind me. No, that's what he said. Yeah. Uh, and what Sony said was, uh, we want our what? consumers to be able to enjoy our devices and products in a safe and fun environment. And we want to protect the hard work for the talented engineers, artists, musicians and game designers who make PlayStation games and support the PlayStation Network. Uh, we appreciate Mr. Hotz's willingness to address the legal issues involved in this case and work with us to quickly bring this matter to an early... He's got a job there now. I know, he probably so will have that. If you can. Yeah, it will be. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh-huh. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. Because if he knows how to do shit like that, then he's... Day one, Hotz, welcome to your first day yeah. at Sony. How the fuck did you do that? That's it. That's it. But you've got to remember the old saying, haven't you? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Yeah. I don't remember that saying. Yeah, I should have you. Anyway, so there you go. He's done. He's done. This is and he's out there. to leave the podcast because you said I know, yeah. Duke, I think we need a round of applause for Mr. Murphy's Law. He's left the podcast. <laughs> you don't get no respect. Hey, I don't get no esteem. No regard either. Yeah. Anyway. What you egg? Calling it. You called it, man. Called it. Oh my god, we were just talking about. I didn't realize this. Sorry. We're talking about oh. conflicting dates of release. Oh yeah. man. Wow. So Chinny oh, got his wish. They pushed yeah. Brink back, so it didn't conflict yeah, with uh, La Noir. But okay, yeah. Portal Two comes out on the nineteenth of April. Yeah. yeah. Guess what comes out on the twentieth of April? Quantum of Solace uh... Two. No, but you're sort of in the right ballpark. Hold on, hold on. Section 8. Oh, Section 8. <laughs> Section eight. Oh, my God. I don't care what y'all say. That's going to be an awesome game. That's hey, all, because that's it's downloadable, Duke, I'm willing to give yeah. it a try. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be so See, that's the thing. People are going to actually try this game instead of just going, I read a bad review. I hate it. <laughs> and then when they download it, they're going to play it. They're going to go, this is no. so awesome. I was so I wrong. Don't no doubt it, Duke. I'm going to send him $100. I played the demo. Actually, was I was going to say, actually, too, there was a demo for Section 8. Well, and the demo's I played not going to be able to give you was... enough. you got to play it with other people, was... man. You say like Jack Trenton. <laughs> I know he does, doesn't he? Anyway, um, we'll get the next generation of Section 8 games, then you'll see. We'll see. Whatever. Oh, Operation Flashpoint uh, Red River's coming out this month. Yeah, I know. Yes, yeah. I, I, and no, even I, fewer people care fun. about that. <gasps> I know. My mate got uh, me really nothing. hyped for the last one, and I said to him, don't get me hyped for this one because prick. And you got me hyped. And look how that turned out. I know. Oh, we don't have a <laughs> date for the Ico thing, though, huh? It's supposed to be April. No, it's been delayed, I think, I believe. Ah! Ah! Are you going to play uh, it again, Duke? Yeah, I'll play it again. Of course, course. again. You played it for. I'll play it both at the same time. Like I'll have the PS2 going and the PS3. I'll do one level on the PS2 and then switch over to the PS3. Yeah, I was listening to another podcast today. uh, today. It was out today, yesterday. And some dude, some dude had set up 
four different versions of Mario on four different consoles. That's pretty ridiculous. But the but listen, listen. They wired it up so he could play all four simultaneously with the same controller. Nice. So he just had one controller playing four games at the same time. That's very ridiculous. Yeah. Maybe you should do that with Ico. Like, have one controller controlling the HD and the Yeah. How much fun oh. would that be? <laughs> that would be fun. Um, okay. Yeah. Next up. Yeah. Let, this this might take a bit more chattering about than those, those are sort of quite quick. Murphy's Law just texted me. I'm telling that he gets a round of applause on our show. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, we've got finally a, a raft of uh, Mass Effect 3 details coming is it all in a dream? Was it all a dream? The Reef was, oh, it no, it's just a god. It's not in a dream. It is not in a dream. So, tell uh, us about, if, you, if, you sh- if you shoot okay. me now, uh, will I just go back and wake up? No, for some reason, you'll you'll no. go in limbo. I don't know why. <laughs> There's a big article in Game Informer uh, for this. Inform. Inform. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not again. You get it I'm once. Oh, my God, trying to be it. black. I'm so lame. <laughs> now, as we know, as we know from obviously watching the cool trailer that you know the the announcement trailer for it, uh, Shepard's going to be on Earth. We know that. We know that because we've yes. seen it. Yeah, That'll be the start the of the game. That'll be the start. Well, apparently it is the start oh, of the game, and it's do you know the arrival DLC that's, that's just the come link out because they they that's the link it in. He is facing trial for the events that occurred during the arrival DLC. So DLC. So he's on Earth facing trial for that. And then guess what happens in the middle of the trial? Guess what, Matt? So happens? everything blows up. The Reapers invade Earth. Wow, I was right. Standing trial. Man. Uh, and that basically kicks off, obviously, Mass Effect 3. Uh, now, they have confirmed uh, squad mates, uh, including Liara, Ashley, Caden, Garrus, if he's still alive. And a man called James Sanders, who's a new character. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Rex, Morden, Legion, and Anderson will also appear in the game if they are still alive, yeah. but aren't, aren't confirmed as squad mates. So they haven't confirmed you'll be able to use them as your squad mates or not. So, so they're not. Uh, who knows? We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Mass Effect 3 will also include numerous endings, Bioware's confirmed. And just like the last game, uh, who you have in your squad and which allies you recruit will have a drastic effect on which ending you get. Yeah. Which, yeah, <laughs> That's the, always the which case. Duh. Anyway. Winning. Uh, the elusive man also also plays a prominent role in the third game and Cerberus is out to kill Shepard for reasons unknown. <gasps> <gasps> he was working for him and now they want to kill him. Oh, all those no, people so, who said so you can't trust Cerberus were right. Can I call something now? Can I call something now? Can I call it? Go on, call something. Call it. Elusive man... Last boss, bang. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, that would be the end of the story, surely. And he was behind and then, the reapers. And then Charlie Sheet, the elusive man, has a son, and Charlie Sheet comes out <laughs> with a warhawk, uh, tiger blood. Yeah, winning. Now this, this is where it gets slightly more interesting, because a lot of RPG lovers complain that the RPG elements in in obviously Mass Effect Two have been dumbed down for the masses. Oh, I love RPGs. Thing. I didn't complain about that. I know, but quite a few people oh, did. Stupid. They weren't that happy. Uh, now, apparently, the RPG elements in this are being beefed up, so they're being sort of made more complex again. Mm-hmm. Uh, offering players more freedom with character skills. Skill trees are said to be longer and larger, and powers will evolve several times instead of just once, offering players even more freedom within the game. Now then, that's one thing. Now, the interesting thing is, okay, is that we've got some combat details as well and how that's all going to work. 
So there's also combat details. Okay, now what's interesting with this um, was they are saying now, like, whereas in Mass Effect 1 it was a proper sort of Dungeons and Dragons dice rolling going on in the background when you were shooting stuff, okay? And then obviously when Mass Effect 2 came along, they moved more towards a shooter, an action shooter, rather than doing that. So it was more reliant on your skill as a player, you know, to aim straight and shoot properly. Okay. In the third game, they're saying that has completely gone now, and it is just a third-person shooter for the combat element. So how do you feel about that? So there's no more sort of levelling up guns and things like that, and there's none of that stuff going on in the background. It is an out-and-out shooter. Mm. Eh. Have you any think, problems with that? Or do you think directly, that's bad? But I think it's going to bother a lot of people. Yeah, I don't have a yeah. problem with it. I mean, I've got to, I've, I've got to say, I thought... Mass Effect 2 just felt like a third-person shooter anyway. I didn't have any issues with that anyway. But they're saying levelling up your character will make no difference to the to how well you can shoot or accuracy or anything of that nature. It'll just be shooting. Just be shooting. But there'll be lots of attachments and tweaks and add-ons to all your, your weapons and stuff. So that is where the more RPG stuff comes in by actually increasing the weapon itself, which is what Mass Effect 2 did really, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, use more damage, etc. Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, there comes a certain point where I, I think I like. See, that's the thing with Bioware. I like paying attention to the story, and the more I have to deal with, oh, what kind of ammunition am I using to fight this kind of enemy, the less I'm able to really enjoy the story. But in a way, I think there's something better for yeah. dumbing these elements. Well, why don't you just into a third-person action game? Well, that's what it sort why don't of you just turn it into going towards, isn't it? I don't think, well, it's difficult, isn't it? Because, yeah, I guess it could be, couldn't it? Really, when you think about it, it could be. Yeah, I guess it could be. You know? I'm just, I'm and to be fair, when you think about Mass Effect, it is quite a linear game. Oh, yeah, it totally. is a fairly linear it's massive, game. But it's, uh, you know, yeah, you know, space exploration. You're in space and, stuff, and you can. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of choice. You can either mine this planet or go on to the next story mission. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. Or keep asking yeah. Miranda uh, for sex. <laughs> that's right. So, I need time to think, Shepard. Come back later. You got there's going to be an enhanced cover mechanics. Enhanced cover mechanics eh. so you can actually maneuver around the battlefield safely, you know. So you're obviously going to be be able to roll from one bit of cover What's to wrong another. Was just hiding behind a box and sticking up and uh, I don't know. uh peeking around corners has also been tweaked and Shepard can now execute a roll intended to make getting into lower objects oh, easier. Um Locales are more dynamic with ladders provided to access to different parts of an area, higher up or lower down. Um, and apparently the, un- the the other thing that's been tweaked is the AI saying it's a lot more aggressive and each AI has a specific role on the it battlefield. Do, it just made me laugh how everything in Mass Effect is ramps and Fallout as well. There's no, yeah. there's no yeah. ladders anywhere. <laughs> well, there's no <laughs> jumping. <laughs> yeah, you can't jump, can you? You can't jump in Mass Effect, can you? No, there's no, definitely no jumping, is there? And just a weird bunny hopping around in Mass Effect, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's sounding pretty good, you know, and it's about time. And the last thing they've said, which I'm quite pleased about, but there will, you know, even though EA wants multiplayer in every game that's released, they've said there's no multiplayer in Mass Effect 3. So there is not yeah. going to be any multiplayer. So that's a really, I'm glad they've done that because I was, I was concerned. I was really concerned. You know, and Duke put his article up about Skyrim and Bethesda and them having, you know, multiplayer. Yeah, in I, don't, it, it I don't care. Who would want it? a multiplayer in those games? You don't. 
you know, it's it's about playing a role yeah. on your own, isn't it? That's what you got to do. Um, so yeah, so no multiplayer. Although they haven't ruled it out for the next iteration or a possible MMO Mass Effect, which is I would have guessed always in the pipeline, surely. Yeah. So maybe a Mass Effect MMO at some point. So who knows? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. And that's it for this part of the show. So we have got uh, the surface lizard here to uh, uh, moan about. I don't know what he's moaning about. Some of this week's moaning about something because he always moans Brief about stuff. Me, so who knows? So yeah, let's have a listen to Hello, Surface darling. Lizard. Puzzle and... games and such. Yeah. We will we will have a chitter chatter about what he's been talking about Hello, this week. Darling. So let's uh, have a listen to that. That was really him. That was a bit oh, weird. Um, that was rich. Uh, that was rich. Was that rich? Oh, Listen that carefully. Hello, darlings. You can sort of tell. Ah, uh, you can, you can. Anyway, so let's have a listen to the real, uh, will the real surface lizard make himself known? Let's have a listen to the surface lizard, and we'll come back and have a chatter. So, Enchantment. Here we go. Let's hear it. Enchantment. Grief and misery, aims and woes, debts and taxes, and so it goes. Life gets tasteless, don't it? My hobby is stuffing things. Hello, darlings. Surface Lizard here, once again, with the part of the show that Duke never listens to. In fact, he's probably making a beverage as I say this now. Not that I can blame you, Duke. So, what pointless and inconsequential ramblings do I have for you good people this week? Well, I did have some very interesting theories on quantum uncertainty and fermion entanglement, which I was beginning to put together in a unified theory of women's bra cups, but that's not really appropriate for this podcast. There may be children listening, or vulnerable people. This week, I bought Chime on the PlayStation Network. Well, last week. It's good to see the PSN once again late to the party. Chime, which has been around for the last three or four months in Xbox and PC land, has finally decided to grace the humble black box of love. All of which just serves to remind me that, as a rule, puzzle games are insidious, vile, addictive, time-abusing things. And playing them, it's almost up there with putting a vinegar swab down your Jap's eye. Why do you keep doing it to yourself? It's not just me that does that, is it? Chime is a beautiful, engaging, minimalist game of complex symmetry, forward planning, and a wonderfully adapting score. In fact, it's been virtually the only thing I've played this week, and my dreams and my world have been haunted by Paul Hartnell's mesmerizing and bewitching for silence. Chime is a game to which even the slightly annoying Moby song doesn't quite drive you to the point where you want to gouge out your ears in a kind of reverse Oedipus style. Which makes you wonder, what is it that makes these games so compelling? I've been playing Tetris for 20 years since I bought my first glorious monochrome Game Boy, and I've only recently stopped to wonder, because I'm a pea-brained idiot who never reflects on things, why I find these kind of games so compelling. 
dangerously so. Puzzle games, as well as the myriad offshoots such as Match 3 or the horrible balancing act of a tower defense game. On reflection, this is ostensibly an incredibly futile thing to even try and discuss. Psychology is as unique as a fingerprint, and the reason a puzzle game or a style of game will appeal to me isn't really the reason it would appeal to someone else, as I was so cruelly mocked and derided, daggers in my heart, by Stu on our differences of opinion about survival horror games. Stu, did you really need to send me that box of feces in the post with broken glass in it? I didn't appreciate it. No, but seriously, it's a fair point in the sense of the way that we would judge survival horror differs. Similarly, the way that a puzzle game will drag us in and clutch at our very souls and make us scream for more time. There's a variance of difference, but I think like a Venn diagram, there's got to be a crossover somewhere. Besides, having said absolutely nothing of any interest for the last four minutes, let's try and crystallize some of these concepts. Part of the appeal of a good puzzle game is not only that it works in a sense of abstract simplicity, but on many ways the games begin at utterly inscrutable. All you begin with is a rule set. Make these disappear, form this line, make 20 cows jump off a roof, and that is the base. How you do that and how the game punishes you for it is part of the pleasure-pain divide. In some respects, it's like being tortured for information when you don't have the information. That hurt? Uh-huh. No. I should think it would. should take better care of your teeth. You have a, a ca- quite a cavity here. Is it safe? If I tell you, I can't do <laughs> Of course he knows. Life can be that simple. Relief, discomfort. Now, which of these I next apply? That decision is in your hands. So, take your time. <laughs> Tell me. Is it safe? Oh, please don't worry. I'm not going into that cavity. That nerve's already dying. A live, freshly cut nerve is infinitely more sensitive. So, I'll just drill into a healthy tooth until I reach the pulp. Unless, of course, you can tell me that it's safe. Some footage from my last root filling there. Glorious and expensive. In fact, Tetris is perhaps the quintessential puzzle game, so it may make sense to use that as a starting block. No pun intended. Tetris is more than just a jaunty theme tune and dancing Russians when you complete the challenge mode or the god-awful single released by Dr. Spin that hit the charts in the early 90s. In some ways, the sense of endorphin rush that is dragged from this game has spirited a new term, a wonderful neologism called a pharmatronic. It's an interesting term that is only really ascribed to electronic entertainment, which has its own endorphin system. There have been studies that have proven that playing games such as Tetris intensely actually increase glucose consumption in the brain to an elevated degree, giving the player a slight high. Interestingly though, like any addiction, after a prolonged period of weeks, the marginal utility begins to increase, and the level of time needed to play the game to get the same glucose high begins to increase. The best puzzle games work because they hate you. They're inherently evil because even if you play perfectly and brilliantly, you are destined to lose every time. 
it's the same principle that began with Space Invaders back in the late 70s. You cannot win. You can only fail less spectacularly with a higher score. It makes for a fascinating reverse psychology where the aim is simply to not fail for as long as possible. With many puzzle games, it's fair to say that they appeal to a part of our brain that craves patterns, pattern recognition. It's embedded in our psychology. The impulse to make some kind of order from chaos burns deep within us, and we even enter an almost paradolia-like state of looking for patterns, recognizing what's coming up. It's virtually the same principle behind us that makes out pick out images in inkblot tests, and which, where most people see butterflies, I always see an old lady with her legs apart. I got a lot of thorazine for that one, I can tell you. When you break it down to it, then all a puzzle game really is is an exercise in tidying up. Which, when you think about it, is really like work. You tidy up, you make a sequence, lines disappear, a light flashes, the score goes up, more lines drop into place. How like life? Maybe there's some kind of existentialism undertone going on beneath the surface in that, in a world, in a life, in a universe where we have virtually no control, barely even over our own thoughts, we're given a situation where. For a brief period, we can take the shapes, we can twist them, we can contort them, we can control them. We can be a master of a kind of destiny that, frankly, the world just doesn't give us. Maybe I'm looking too deeply into this, but at some level, these are the roots of the pheromones that are being kicked off by these horribly compulsive games. Tetris, for one thing, is a fantastic contraceptive. Sorry, bored girlfriends of the land, not tonight. Maybe part of the appeal lies in a glorious sense of cause and effect. When you fail in a puzzle game, it's because you've not thought clearly enough or quickly enough. You fail to react to the stimulus or the random events that are transpiring around you. The only forewarning you get is one piece in advance. Sometimes not even that. Next time you're immersed in a game such as Bejeweled or Luminous, stop and think for a second how you're interacting with the game. As a rule. You're using a very streamlined and unified control system. Directions, a button, maybe two buttons, rotate and place. That's it. You haven't got to hold down and remember combos or manipulate 15 buttons at the same time to do a turn, pivot, kick at goal. Puzzle games might be seen by the hardcore gamers as some kind of casual offshoot for idiots, but when you consider it, the amount of brain power and focus and advanced planning some of them involve puts any FPS to shame. Some puzzle games like Peggle or Slice It or Trainyard neuter the experience slightly by giving you a series of objectives rather than an ongoing system to try and master. The goal then is to beat the game and not necessarily to master a failure condition. Some people are goal orientated to that kind of success, but is it as rewarding as trying to combat something that you can never actually win? And seeing that high score rack up, or finding an incredible chain that you've been planning for for the last two minutes, in some ways we're all vain, and these games really fuel our intellectual ego. Do we play puzzle games for the enjoyment of the experience, or to feel good about ourselves? Games like Buster Move might, on the surface, appear to be happy, jolly, psychedelic wonderlands of smiling dinosaurs and bubbles, and cats whose heads fall off when you beat them, but beneath the surface. There's almost an incredible psychoanalytical experience playing on, because a good puzzle game will make you feel proud of yourself and your achievements, which again is entirely tied up to the mentality of the player. Some people get that from driving games or FPSs. Personally, for me, puzzle games are a huge boost 
and probably nothing more than some pathetic compensation for all the women in my life who've turned me down and stood me up and pushed me downstairs and taken out court injunctions. Some of the best puzzle game moments work when there's a click, like a subtle mechanism that clicks on in your mind when you finally get the way the mechanic worked. If you've never bothered with a puzzle game, try stretching those boundaries just once. Put aside Call of Duty toss-wank headshot, or FIFA overpaid gorilla player swear at the camera edition. Go onto Steam, or the 360 Live Arcade, or the PSN store, throw down a couple of quid, and buy something simple. Buy a Tetris clone, or Chime, or Bejeweled, or one of the infinite variants, and give it an hour. There are levels of depth in a game that go beyond graphics, and terrain detail, and the heft of an M14 or an M15 or whatever American gun nuts call them shooty things. Some of the best puzzle games in my experience have been the ones that at first I absolutely detested. I remember when I got my Game Boy for Christmas in 1990 playing Tetris and thinking this is ridiculous, it's pointless, all you're doing is dropping sticks and making lines. Twenty years on, I'd like to go back to 1990 and kick myself in the bollocks for my stupidity. Anyway, I'm off back to Chime to once again be fellated by that game, metaphorically. Service Lizard, signing out, be seeing you. Because when I think of all the things I've got to do, I just get depressed. <gasps> and I'd rather go to bed, so good night. I'm a great big old Hector saying good night. Okay, so uh, yeah, puzzle games is uh, what he's uh, talking about this week. Yeah. And I must admit, listening to him, he made me think about puzzle games in a completely different way that I'd never really thought about them before. Because I'd never... I always see puzzle games as a challenge to sort of, you know, complete as much as you can or whatever, especially the ones he was referring to as in Tetris and things of that nature. But I never really thought about it as a sort of play a puzzle game and just try and lose less badly next time, <laughs> you know, because you're always going to lose. Whatever happens, you will lose eventually. Well, you know what I think about you know, I hear Tetris. Now, yeah. I am the man who arranges oh, the blocks that continue to fall from up above. The food on your plate now belongs to the state. The state. The collective regime of peace and love. Ah, very nicely done. Very nicely done. But yeah, I mean, he did make me... I mean, what did you two think about his... Well, first of all, he talks about or- Orbital. Like, he played the Orbital song, which I like. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, Chime. Right. Too bad the rest of that album was weak, weak, weak. Um, also, don't. That's how don't, a lot of their songs go. Halcyon on and on and on. Yep. Uh, anyway, anyway. <laughs> where were we anyway? They, they, if somebody stubs their toe on a, on a table, they go. <laughs> She'd be great on our album. <laughs> yeah, the Hartnell brothers come running in. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Let's wait, wait, wait. That. Do that again. <laughs> what? what? Do it again. Bang. <laughs> Oh, my <laughs> uh, Don't diss Teo Defense Games service. No, they're all horrible. That's what I had in my notes. Very careful. Oh. Be very careful. Primrose is going to kick your balls. Fine. Oh, I'm yeah, scared I of him. He's going to fall sudden. asleep in the middle of it. Um, you, said that, uh, so you said that Duke sent you a, a box of poo, box of feces. That was actually me. Service I, I thought you liked the funny <laughs> yeah, thing. It was, 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 it was cheaper. It was Sorry cheaper to send it for you. Yeah. Okay. 
Also, <laughs> Surface, while you're on the topic, please don't patronize me, all right? Everyone knows that under the single-mode approximation, a fermion field will only have a few accessible levels due to poly exclusion principle, conversely to bosonic fields, which have an infinite number of excitable levels. Duh. There you go. <laughs> That's told you, yeah, wizard. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I told you. Andy, Andy made a reference to me telling him off. Yeah. <laughs> he's, What's that uh, clip that he used with the dentist and the thing? I know that. Yeah, it's from. I might be wrong, but I think it's from the marathon, man. I remember there being a particularly graphic scene of dentistry in uh-huh. that game. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. Puzzle games. Like that, anyway. Yeah, puzzle games. I'd, I'd yeah, he some, had some good points. I definitely agree with a lot of what he said. Yeah, I think he did have some good points this week. You know, definitely now, I would say, points, but... if I were going to talk about puzzle games, I would make sure to include at least one mention to either Myst, Ico, or Portal, but... Well, he did mention Portal in yeah, passing, but only in passing. passing. But then I forgave him. I forgave him, because the ones he was talking about were the ones that set you up yeah, to fail, true. no it's matter true. what. If it his point. And there was no goal. You know, there was a goal, but you could never yeah, achieve, exactly. you know, you would never attain it, because it was never ending, right. you know, until you Yeah, failed. I guess that none, of, none, none of those three do fit that model. And I must admit, my wife uh, plays Zuma, and she has got to one level, and she just cannot do it. And she has tried and tried and tried and tried. <laughs> you know, but even that isn't a. And then you know, each level can be completed if you're good enough to do it. You know, so each level can be completed. But no, I think he's. I do think he's right, and he's the same. Peggle is. He's absolutely correct with Peggle, but. If you play some of the challenge modes in Peggle, some of those are ridiculously hard. Yeah. You know, some of the challenge stuff you have to do is, is just, you know, you don't think you can do it until you actually do it. You know, you manage to pull one off and you're like, wow, I've just did that. And also the thing with Peggle, and I think this is what makes Peggle more interesting, because it's all about angles and physics. Some people who are like the best players of Peggle know exactly where the ball is going to bounce from one place to another without having to, you know, it can be, it's that accurate that you can work it out. And some people have done that. I mean, if you look at some of the highest scores on Peggle, you know, they they all do virtually the same shot in the same Mm. direction. Yeah. Yeah. So it is cool. But yeah, I liked his I liked his piece this week. It was a, a nice, interesting departure yes. from his usual stuff. And also, as an English teacher, I have to say, uh, I love the reference to Oedipus, but because in Oedipus he gouges out his eyes, so a reverse Oedipus would be I don't know installing extra eyes or something, or taking your or, eyes and or, putting them back in. Well, that scene in Minority Report. Yeah, exactly. Gouging out your ears would be sideways Oedipus or something. I don't know. Whatever. Thank you, Surface. So there you go. Thank you, service. As always, yes. it's very we know kind he loves of you being called to surface. do those. Yeah. yeah, to do. I know he does. Yeah. Lizard, lizard. Hello, Hello. darlings. Uh, so very. Thank you very much for doing those. That's very kind of you, as always. So that's good. We like him for that, don't we? Okay. What the hell? Uh, moving that? on. What's what? What? We like him for that, don't we? I have no idea. I have no idea. But you know, why does everything happened. have to be something, Chinny? Come on. Yeah, yeah, why does it? It's just is yeah, what it, it is. Let it just be. It is <laughs> let what it be. Is. Let it be. Um, okay. I thought we'd I'm have to finish good. off the show. We have. Shush. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, I feel like I'm in the phone booth. <laughs> um, yeah, see, it was a good reference. Um, <laughs> so that's all that film does. I drink and stuff and play to the step. Yeah. What I wanted to know, right? Have you... Listen, have you, have you seen the film The yeah. Phone Booth? Yeah, I've got a question, right? He he does that reloading noise. That happens 
a lot of times during the film, right? But half of the time, he doesn't shoot any bullets. So he, like, just reloads for the sake of it. And what's he doing with the bullets that he's, like, just, like, you know, come out of his gun while he reloads another one? He's got one of these guns, like a a Nerf gun, and he just goes... (laughs) You hear that, Colin (laughs) Firth? Oh, no, I really do feel like I'm in the phone booth. Anyway, um, there's a gun above you. So, yeah, we have got two emails. Two emails for this week, and I thought we'd do do, do a few egg timer topics because oh, we didn't do it last week, and we've still got a ton to go through. We've still got a load to go through. Um, so let's have the intro. Egg timer topics. Egg, 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 egg timer topics. Hello, darlings. Hello, darlings. Um, okay. Egg timer topics. So are you guys ready? ready? Let's start up the program for the countdown. I will be. Duke, you go okay. on my first Duke. whistle. <laughs> Gladiators, go already. On. Well, you, you just stay there because you're in the real kids. <laughs> Wolf, you've been naughty the whole game. Shadow. No, that was okay, we're ready. <laughs> Yeah, he's not even I don't even know what that is. Mine's just rubbish and Chinese is sort of wow. alright. Okay, here we go. So the first one, here we go, comes from All Praise to Me. All praise to me. So thank you very much. This is from the the twentieth of March. So this is the backlog of, of gag timer topics yeah. we have uh, currently. And he asked this, he says, Gaming munchies, what is the best gamer's food? So what's the best thing to eat whilst you're gaming? Something that doesn't so get you your go. hands all messy and like sticky or covered in nacho mm. cheese. Which is why I mm. eat ice cream. <laughs> no, ice no, cream? No. Ice cream <laughs> sandwiches like melting all the I have a toffee apple. No, um... <laughs> <laughs> I have porridge candy that floss. I eat with my fingers. <laughs> oh, yeah, candy floss. That'd be great. We stuck yeah. on everything. <laughs> I eat chicken wings covered in barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I just honey right out of the jar. Just like, <laughs> Do you know? Actually, no. In in all seriousness, the the foods you have to look out for are the ones that you don't think are going to be messy, but end up being messy anyway. Twiglets is a good example of this uh, because if you eat twiglets, they start off okay, but eventually you get like a build up of the twiglet sort of powder stuff like building up on your fingers. Thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. Twiglets are terrible. What's it? They're not yeah. good. Uh, What's it? Because you end up with cheesy sort of bits everywhere. Uh, what about a hot dog? Hot dog will be all right, wouldn't it? If you have to, if you yeah. see, it's the thing. If you can eat it with one hand, that's better because then it's over yeah. on the desk yeah. or the table next by, and and you can just reach with one hand. And sometimes I'll actually eat if I have like popcorn or something. I'll use chopsticks so that I don't have to get my hands dirty. Really, <laughs> I actually will. Because if I, I eat popcorn forever. with a spoon, I just feel ridiculous. Like, I'm just shoveling yeah. it. I, I, so, I don't feel ridiculous. So I feel sophisticated right. if I'm using chopsticks. Oh, I say. So let me let me guys right, right. You go to watch a film with the pictures. Get a large popcorn. It doesn't matter if right? your hands film are Film finishes. Film finishes. And you're still there seven hours later <laughs> eating your popcorn. Well, if you suck it eating with chopsticks, yeah. <laughs> but if you got skill with some sticks... <laughs> I oh, what I, I do when I'm gaming, I use some chopsticks and I catch flies out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> that way, the food you. comes to you. You know what? I have the coolest <laughs> chopsticks in the world. Oh, are, I know what they are. Right. 
Lightsabers. They are lightsabers. lightsabers. Yeah. Lightsabers. Are they? Yes, they're really cool. They're like red lightsabers. They obviously don't turn on. They're not made out of real laser beams, but they look like lightsabers. I'll have to be honest with you. I don't really eat in game. I don't personally. a lot. I don't a lot. If I do, it's usually crisps. And I'm now just fattish. So when I'm gaming, I'm not yeah, eating, which I'm is trying a good to put on all the shit as well. So. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. me. But when I did, chewy sweets are always good, like uh, Haribo's. Haribo's jelly babies. Good yeah, jelly babies. Anything that's not messy, they're quite good. Oh, when, so, I, yeah. when I played so. Halo Three, um, like, I bought it on the night launch and everything. I bought uh, a bag of pretzels as well. So Halo Three pretzels always remind me of Halo Three. Yeah, I haven't yeah. really ate them. I didn't really like pretzels, but I just felt like them then. And this didn't... conversation can serve no purpose. Uh, I ate the whole bag while playing Halo 3. So. Yeah, yeah. And another bad one, the final one, is uh, Bombay mix isn't I don't good either. Bombay. Yeah, it's messy yeah. as well. It gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. Because you spill it down in front. Because something happens in the game and then you spill it because you're trying to sort of get back on the control. Anyway. Well, now, moving on. Um, okay, next one up. This is from uh, Movie Geek Man. I quite like this. This is a very recent one. This is from the 8th of April. Uh, and he, he asks us this. He says, what is the best or most bizarre glitch that you have ever experienced in a video game? So there you go. And he says, if you haven't got one, make one up. But I'm sure we've all got one. So let's, let's go for it. So what's the best glitch you've ever seen in a game? One of the first ones that comes to mind is the death claws on Fallout 3 just suddenly rocketing up in the air. It was so weird. I was fighting a death claw and I wasn't really ready to fight them. So I was nervous. I'm like, oh my god. And then it just goes flying up in the air. I was like, what is that? And I go online and I find out it's actually somewhat common. There's a lot of people posting videos of it. So so did you not actually end up I didn't have to it kill it. All? No, it just zoomed up in the air and then I ran away. Off. Run away. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I like that one. Uh, Any others? I got, I got Any two. Others? One was in Fallout, funny enough. Um, <laughs> and it, it was like the guy that I had to go to him for a quest, and I went in this building, and he wasn't in there. I was like, where the fuck is he? All right. And I looked outside the building, and I just happened to look up, all right, and he was in the air, floating, like, about 50 feet in the air. <laughs> nice. Just, just above, just, just look with his arms out, just kind of going... Help me. <laughs> Kill me now. Um, so, yeah, that was another one. Another good glitch, which has become internet meme, uh, is one in Goldeneye. Uh, what you have to do with this glitch is like, you have to kind of insert the cartridge, kind of not full in. But, you know, it's kind of half in or something. So it's like at an yeah. angle. And what you do then... Uh, you play the game, and like the person, the character, spazzes out, <laughs> and it like it just like does this weird breakdance thing, like, and all the characters start doing that. And then uh, if you talk, oh come on, let's get down, come on everybody, check me out, I'm dancing, I'm dancing. Pretty much. And if you type in, I think it's Gedan, G A D D A N. Um, it's uh, it's a meme. I think it's you type because what somebody did. They put the there's a song called Gedan. Oh, sorry, yeah, G E D D A N. And it's there's a song called Gedan, and it's a Japanese song. But for some reason, I don't know why, they showed the glitch and used this song in the background. And now people just take lots of random photos of themselves in weird positions, and 
put them all together in a fast video. So I typed in get on meme, and uh, mm. that, that's a funny because that spawned a whole internet meme, which I think is good. I mean the first, I mean the first glitch I ever saw was, believe it or not, a Bethesda game, uh, which was Oblivion, which was Oblivion, and the, I killed this woman in a dungeon, and she ended up sort of. It was a bit like some magic trick because half of her body was on one side of a door and the other half of her body was on the the opposite side. So it was like she'd gone through the door yeah. and she was jittering around, you know, sort of just constantly moving. Yeah. So she was dead, but she was sort of like she was having some sort of weird epileptic yeah. fate. Okay. And then, but the funniest thing about it was I sort of went off and then like, obviously, maybe a week later in game time, I went back into the same dungeon. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. And she was still there Lesser. doing it. She <laughs> was just still there. And I'm, like, I'm guessing that's still in my game now. If I go back and play it now, she's still there. You should go and have a look. In that dungeon. I know. I can't remember which dungeon it was, and there's quite a few. But, yeah, I'm guessing she's still there jittering. Okay. Uh, next one up. This one is for Mr. from Mr. Surface Lizard. We haven't heard uh, from him in know. a long time. I know. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, and he asks this. Everybody's I like this. It's a, cool, it's a cool question, but I've no idea. How Except for answer, you. So someone else, someone else yeah. needs to answer because I need time to think about this. But uh, what celebrity, historical figure, etc., would you love to sit down beside to play Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter with? <laughs> so who from history or a celebrity would you like to play Street Fighter with? Thomas Friedman, because I'd pwn him and he'd go, oh, I suck, I should stop doing anything. <laughs> Friedman, oh, philosopher. He's... Yeah. No, he's ah, not really a philosopher. He's well... just a smarmy idiot. Which one is he? Does he is he against socialism or for it? Uh, neither. He's he's oh, like he's a like, free marketist. I always get him mixed up it, with I free. I always get Friedman and Freeman mixed up. Yeah. Well, another. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, Thomas Friedman is a columnist for the New York Times, and he's just such a smarmy idiot. I can't stand him. What happens if he, if he's good at? He's not. Combat, trust me. He's not good at anything except Don't growing worry. a mustache. <laughs> he won't be. Chinny. <laughs> he might pwn you. Yeah. Would, yeah. Chinny, who would who would you that like would to? That would be funny to... if he did own you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. Hey, you're uh, good at something. Who would I like? I would like to play Quentin Tarantino at Mortal Kombat and just go. This this game's too violent for me. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you no. would say that. Well, it's everywhere, man. It's cereal. And, and they might beat you. No, <laughs> he I might, don't think he, he might, he's a bit, no, I'm reckoning he is. Oh, I, I think, think he'd be. You know who, actually, you know what? I have the answer. You know who I'd like to play Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat with? This who, guy. Who? I want Britain to be about British. <laughs> that would be an awesome. It, he, he would, he would, he would you. Totally he, he would be. You gotta yeah, be Blanca. He would like be thick, but his reflexes would be like that of a jaguar. Yeah. He'd just be like da, 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 da. fingers moving. Like I don't think I don't think he's very good at uh, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, but he'd be probably good at FIFA. FIFA? <laughs> no, he he might be good at just fighting in yeah. general. <laughs> Real Call fighting. Of Duty or FIFA is probably his. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think if, I, mine's a bit controversial, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. Peter no, because, right, you've got to think, if you're going to play against someone from history, you don't want someone who's, like, bad because he might be quite aggressive and good yeah. at it. So so He's I'd bad. go with either Mother Teresa oh. or, or Jesus. You know, oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'd like to see Mother Teresa play Jesus in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Finish her! Jesus would own you. <laughs> what? Why, why Jesus? would Jesus? He? He'd perform a he miracle. He can turn water the... into funk. He can do anything he wants. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that would be it. Jesus versus Mother Teresa at Mortal yeah. Kombat. Now you're talking. <laughs> That'd just be brilliant. I think we should definitely set it uh, yeah, up. Well, Do you think we can set that well, up? Yeah, I'll, I'll get my I'll, people. I'll, I'll call my people. Yeah, see yeah. if they can... Get your people to call their people, people. and see what we can Is do. Is he free? Actually, <laughs> yeah. he's been yeah, 12 of them. I actually, I'll be honest, I feel a sketch coming on. <laughs> I don't think my, my Mother Teresa impression's up to it. To me. <laughs> no, you just a your old lady and no one will Is know the difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can do it. I think we should definitely do Jesus, it. Jesus, <laughs> I'll just turn up. This conversation <laughs> can serve no purpose anymore. Oh, God. We'll, do, we'll just pretend I look it like happened, Jesus, you know? Andy Carroll, yeah. and... Uh, Vincent Vega. I look Vincent Vega from the from Pulp Fiction. That's who I look like at the moment. Nice. Oh God. Okay, here we go. Final one. Duke has highlighted this, so he can answer this. Uh, <laughs> so you've got three minutes I've on this, Duke. Some I, of them. Are you sure Duke's highlighted it? I don't know. Well, oh, this might be you then that's highlighted this one. But here we go. Uh, G H Rocker uh, asked this, Duke. What type of school do you work at? Also, what age and would you ever consider teaching me? So, G.H. Rocker wants to know if you'll teach him. So, there you go. Um, yeah, why not? I teach everybody. Everybody is my student. That's the way I look at it. Um, I teach high school English. I guess you don't call it high school. What are you, like fifth formers or something? Sec- secondary school. No, no, we call it high school. Secondary school, high school. Yeah. Okay. Oh, secondary or secondary high. school. Yeah. Yes, I teach secondary school. So, what age range is it? So, it's, usually it's like 16 to 18-year-olds. So I think he's a little oh, younger yeah. than me. Oh, that, oh, six form, yeah, then. that's more like that's college that's for us. Six, six form, form college, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's. College. I didn't know you teach students that that old. Actually, I thought they were. Yes, I teach students that old. I've I've got a, a myth that I want answering actually. As you're a teacher, I've never asked. Oh you yeah, huh? but yeah, right. I watch these like American TV shows and stuff. Not stores, Boston right? Public. That was no, the no, worst no, show no. about school ever made. And I I remember hearing something years ago, and you're probably going to correct me now and say it's absolute balls or whatever. <laughs> but do you have to stay at school till you graduate? And can you have like students who are like say 24 or something who just haven't graduated? Oh, that's balls. Yet? It, uh, I 18 is the legal limit. After you're 18, we can't make you come anymore. But they can if they want. Can can they keep coming? Um, I've never had a student. No, I mean I don't actually know what the law says about that, but. By and large, we want to get them out as soon as we can, so we don't have yeah. many students repeating grades or anything at our school. Yeah, because we have like GCSEs at the end of our school yeah. life, and then A levels at college. So, how does that work in in sort of America from a qualification? Well, I mean, you know, there's graduation requirements for you know certain tests and things you got to pass, and then you got to have a certain number of credits and a certain number of this that you've taken, and each state has its own requirements. So for any district, really. So our school district, you have to have like four years of English, three years of science, three years of math, all that stuff. Yeah, it sounds way too complicated, eh, though, doesn't it? It's kind of complicated. I think GA should just stay to the stay, you know, with the British. Yeah, stuff. exactly. You know. British, British. See, but here's the thing, British, though. I mean, about British. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I want Britain to be about British. But here's the thing: I actually would really like to have GH Rocker in my classroom because. I think he would get a lot of the jokes that I put out there because it seems like every day there's some new thing that they're not getting. They don't pick up on stuff. Well, oh, well, my God. Here's what it example. was. Yeah, here's the example. We were – I don't remember what we were talking about in class, but it was some, It was at the end of class. We had like you know 30 seconds before the bell rang or something, and I think they were talking about – oh, I know. Somebody would mention that they had gone to see Limitless, 
And I had seen it. I thought it was pretty good. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a good movie. And they're like, oh, don't tell me anything. I'm like, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Don't worry. So people started making jokes about spoilers. And then I said, yeah, Bruce Willis is a ghost. And they not only did they not respond, oh, but one kid goes, old. one kid goes, who's Bruce Willis? Who's Bruce Willis? Yeah. Who's? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, this oh, yeah. conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Shut up, audio clip. All right. I, uh, I play sneaker for a team and stuff, right? And I, uh, one of the, one of the lads in our team, he's uh, seventeen, right? That's uh-huh. And he, I've known him since he was nine, so it's really weird that he's old enough. Uh, he's almost old enough to drink there. <laughs> um, uh, and it's like you know, I said to him like some Charlie Sheen thing, and he went, "Who's Charlie Sheen?" And I went, oh, oh man. shit! Oh, oh no. You've never sounds seen Hot Shots. He was great. Oh, man, he was great. Now I forgot about him. Oh, oh, um, oh, Scary yeah. Movie Three was on recently, and uh, Hot, Charlie Sheen is funny in that. I do think he's funny in that. The only he's... thing I loved about that movie was when Leslie Nielsen comes busting in at Just the end. Just want to wish you two good luck. We're all crowded. <laughs> oh my god! I got... You see, interestingly, I remember him more for like Young Guns. You know, oh, I mean, Platoon was good, yeah. but I, I, I and Platoon. Hot Shots. Yeah. I think yeah. Hot Shots is brilliant. I Hot Shots is brilliant. Yeah, he found his stride when he started doing stupid yeah. stuff, and then lost it again when he did even more oh, yeah. stupid it, it, stuff. He's just getting actually st- stupid things. Wackier, wackier. Yeah. Oh man, he used to be so normal though. Like, what's... yes, he did. Yeah, none well, anymore. he was hiding the none truth him. about himself. Yeah, the trolls. No, yeah. The trolls was hiding. I still find it hard to believe that Emilio Estevez is his brother. That mm. always confuses me because he's not even the same name. What's well, all that about? Ch- Charlie Sheen isn't his real name. I know. Tiger I'm Blood just... Super Wizard. It is, it is. Okay, uh, to finish off tonight, we have got a couple of emails. Only a couple this week, which is fine. Which is fine, because one's, uh, one's a monster. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> now, interestingly, you'll never guess what the title of our first email is. I love is. that song, Play It More. No, it's ah emails. Yeah. Email Who's week. it from? Uh, and this one's Ultraman Odin. Ultraman, Ultraman Odin. No, we haven't got one off, Mister. Hey. I'm sure we'll have one next week though, because he likes yes. in the old. All right, so old, Odin's that. cool too. We just don't have a song for Ultraman Odin. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't rely <laughs> on one person for emails. Anyway. That's yeah, it's true. Okay, so he says this. I've been on vacation and got behind on podcast. Uh, so I've just heard episode 64. This being Tuesday, I'm late for episode 65. So from 66 on, as scaff as my witness, I will write in every show just to hear that badass yeah. email. Good job, Duke. Uh, cue Final Fantasy win music and clapping. Which he just did. <laughs> He almost did it without him asking. Anywho, uh, I'll fill this out with a brief review of the movie Sucker Punch, since you brought it up and you guys will wonder of games uh, at some point anyways. It's like a Sam Keefe comic book come to life. If you don't know what that is, it's the guy who wrote the Max. Uh-huh. Uh, if you don't know what that is, look oh, it Max up. If you don't look it up, you don't care, so slag off. <laughs> Uh, and if you don't on. care, then you don't slag. If you don't slag <laughs> off, moving on, a girl escapes reality to a not much better one, and escapes that reality to a badass steamy punk comic. Why would world. you escape to a, a reality punk. that's not very good? 
know. My fantasy a little... sucks. <laughs> yeah, a little redundant, but a fun ride if you're into that kind of thing, which I am. Keep up the good work and play the song, and remember, game nicely. Ultraman Odin. Yay. Yeah, Ultraman Odin. So thank you ever so much. So, yeah, Sucker nice Punch email. is getting a lot of like bad press, but I think eventually like those kind of films do, you know, because I don't know. It's it's just if if three hundred was as um was his third film or whatever, and Sucker Punch was his first, I think that Sucker Punch would probably get all the great reviews of three hundred wouldn't. It's just like people get arsy and uptight about like people doing the same thing. I don't know. I just think that they might be giving him a hard time because he's hitting all the same notes as he did before. Just yeah, saying. there you go. I still yeah, want to see it. It looks. Yeah, I do. Is but I'm not. I'm not mega interested. But I will. Well, three hundred was for the chicks. So sucker punch <laughs> yeah. looks like it's for the dudes. That's it. That's it. Uh, okay. Next one. This one is off uh, Richard Webster, friend of the show and great interviewer. I have to say, very good interview. Yeah, he was all right. It was the guest that bothered um, me. I know. I'm not surprised. Not surprised. Anyway, his his title is no loading because we talked a little bit about this last no week. We and he says this, uh, Stu. I have to say, listening to the latest show, hearing you talk about the game uh, that had a trailer but not representing the game itself. Screw its name has confused me. Which was Dead Island is what we were talking about. Uh, you were interested in it for having no world loading screens. But I instantly thought of three old games that have that besides cutscenes loading. To be fair, the world is to be fair I have brought these games up when we talked about this subject. You have, you did do it. No, these games too. But, we don't listen to you like we listen to him. But I was more, although we talked a little bit about Dead Island, I'm more interested in the stuff The Witcher 2 is doing, to be honest. And what The Witcher 2 was doing is not the same as what these games did, if that makes any sense. It's hard to describe without seeing it in, in oh, well, which is too, it's, it's, it's giving you situations where you have multiple options to do them. Like, so you can go from stealthy, you can go from yes. actiony, and yeah. But also, the inside bits were were massive. It was, you see, the different like GTA Four. You're talking very generic sort of buildings that you go into, and there's not a lot going on inside them. So it's not like all the apartment doors, for instance, are all just closed. You can only go in the stairways and up to the rooftop or whatever. So it's not really, you know, because GTA Four is one of the games is obviously mentioned here, you know. Um, and then the second one is Red Dead Redemption. Which you can't go in every right? building, pretty much. But you there can't, be, but many. there's nothing in them, and there's nothing there's in nothing. them, is there? There's nothing to render inside them, you know. So they're very sort of limited. And then Two Worlds One, and I, I can't remember. It's a long time since I played that game. But again, from what I remember, there wasn't, you know, unlike say something like uh, Oblivion, when you go into a building, it's a, like a proper house inside about, and stuff. I don't think. What about Batman Arkham Asylum? Was there any loading screens remember. in that? I don't remember. Yeah, I think, I think there any. were. Yeah, I think there probably were. Is that a sooner call? Just there was waiting one. For the there game was one that I did think of uh, when I was reading this email that I actually we never mentioned, which doesn't really have any loading screens or disguises them very cleverly, uh, which is Alan Wake. Alan Wake. Once you start a level, there is no loading screens. But until you start you get a level. It's it. not an open world game, is it? It isn't. No, I agree. But that doesn't have any loading screens once. Well, I mean, it didn't but make... there's loading screens yeah. with sitting there watching the person's face. Oh, you well, heavy rain. No, you're thinking of heavy rain, mate. No, oh, Alan Wake. Oh, I'm sorry. Duh. No, Alan Wake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't Alan get your angry games mixed up. <laughs> yeah, don't get your angry games mixed <laughs> it's up. It's all a big blur uh, to me. 
But Alan Wake, it had that intro sort of cutscene where they were loading yeah, the, yeah. the well, it was loading, but you just oh, didn't loading. know it. He was. Uh, but once you actually played through the level, it was pretty much like straight through to the end of the level for about a couple of hours. You could say that about Uncharted too. Like, I don't know. I, don't yeah? know. I, I think he means up a wall here. I think he does, and I think. If you saw The Witcher 2 in motion, you'd know what we were meaning when we talked about it, because that really was fully but seamless. To be fair, so is GTA, but to be fair, we don't know if he can go in every building. We don't. I mean, and, and yes, he was shown as a select, but like you know, like we said and we said last week, we was like, there's no way that could be done on a console. <laughs> not, not in that, in that not depth. depth no. It's like, no. imagine, imagine playing Oblivion. And you did all fall out, and you did one of those vaults or whatever, and you went in, and you came out, and it was just all there. No loading screen, no, nothing. Just there. Yeah, that would have been cool as anything, wouldn't it? But anyway, he said his point is don't let a shit game hype up old tech. Uh, the truth. So there you go. I, I think he's, the, the comparison to Dead Island is probably more appropriate than it is to Witcher 2. You know, I would have said he's right with the Dead Island thing because that would, you know, I think that will be similar. Anyway, peace out, mother flipping great podcast. Keep it up. Thank you, Richard. Very clever. But yeah, get the Witcher 2 on the PC because you play PC games. I think you'll like it. You got any more emails? No, that's it for emails this week. But we have got three iTunes (gasps) reviews. Three? Yay. I mean, do you what? Do you want to read some of these out, Ginny? Do you want to read an iTunes review? Have you got to tell? Uh, you read the first one. I'll have it open by the time you read that. Yeah, well, that was that would have been helpful if you had it open because I haven't got it open either. Ah, <laughs> uh, stall, Duke, Duke, Don't stall worry. the podcast. Don't worry. Yeah, Duke, say something. Oh, it's on. Yeah. No, 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 it's not on. Who? It's on. All right. It isn't on. Nothing's on. It's on. It's. <laughs> out of all your side effects, Duke, which one? Yeah, which is your favorite? Oh, I can never pick a favorite. I like a lot of them. That's a classic. That one right there is really classic. Okay, I've got mine up. Here we go. I'm I'm also opened that cute. I remember. Okay. Because this one's a really long one to read. Here we go. This one says, this is entitled, uh, Duke, Don't Leave. Five stars uh, by <laughs> Einstein Lover. Einstein, I see you like him, intellectual, obviously. And and this is his yes. review. Well, he's only shagging yeah. on This is our review. His review. Uh-huh. Here we go. Ha, 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 ha. That's it. There you go. That's <laughs> it. So there you go. Duke, don't leave. <laughs> is that really it? it? Is that the whole one? That's the That's whole, whole review? review? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you've got wow, a gigantic nice. one next. <laughs> oh, there's a more. Um, Click the more button. <laughs> but, oh, no. <laughs> Oh shit! Really, really. This is from Sean Davis, uh, top-notch factoid. Okay, so it's been six months since my last review. With such a, an amount. Oh, sorry, this is an updated review. Um, with such an amount of time having passed, I thought I'd chip in with my latest thoughts on the podcast. I'm still addicted, totally devoted. It's the funniest, most formative podcast out there. I almost said that while laughing, but I didn't. I listen to these guys with a big smile on my face and a massive hard... No, I didn't. <laughs> what? Um, just read it. Is that oh, what yeah. you will? I was going to say hard okay. drive. Um, absorbing the hilarious conversations like I'm chilling and enjoying company of actual friends. Double explanation mark. Uh, finally, I'd like to reiterate this, um, 
sentiments of the previous reviewer. Uh, well, I'll oh, come we, to that. The I'll, one that you're... No. Yeah. Please never, ever, ever stop doing the podcast. There's millions of lives. Well, hundreds anyway. Uh, no, it's actually thousands. thousands to be... <laughs> yeah. We'll never be the same again. So, Duke, don't you go leaving the crew. Otherwise, you'll have us fans hunting you down. We know where you I live. Don't let it, you need to I, actually, I actually know where Duke lives, so uh, if you need yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll email it to you. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> Chad Warden should have. He's not finished. Okay, first things first. That was his introduction. But this is, this is, this is his uh, original oh review, this. This was the original. Oh, right, okay. So, I don't know. You can do, or... I guess. Okay, this, uh, this review does come with an appendix yep. as well, so uh, we'll pass those around. Um, okay, first things first. Uh, this is the best casual podcast for gamers of any console. Oh, I'm sorry. Weren't you ready for that? You just got smacked in the chops with a cold, hard fact. But why, I hear you whimper unnecessarily. Well, I'll tell you. First of all, great structure, top hosts, and quality content. Do you need more than that? Okay, well, what about the fact that these guys are freaking hilarious? That's right. Funny! Uh, yeah, what's that? A superlative. Ah, oh, well, that's a big word, isn't it? That's banded around <laughs> way too easily on these iTunes reviews. But seriously, whatever it is that you want from a gaming podcast, you're going to find it right here. Because, with a Z, these guys have got it. Now, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Weasel out. Note to self. Easy on exclamation marks, dude. Hmm. Exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, question mark, question mark. There you go. There you go. Cool. Cheers, wheel. And then the last one. This actually came in last week, but I missed it. So I do apologise for that. Because uh, I didn't uh, try and keep up to date with these. Um, oh, that's why he sent me a message saying, Bastard. Uh, this one's from <laughs> Wig Beast. Uh, and he says, Great, like great podcast. Five stars. He said, I've been listening uh, to loads of other podcasts as I drive around doing my deliveries. And I absolutely love this. And I, What do you deliver? Watch out yeah, for that yeah, car! Yeah. Don't crash! What did he do? I want to know what he delivered. That pizza's yeah, getting cold. Crash. Here we go. <laughs> and I stumbled across it while I was looking for another one, which is a nice bonus. Only been listening for about three weeks, but I have been listening to old ones, and I will be listening now until you stop making them. Hopefully, never. Keep up the great, funny, and fucking. Yeah. Well, when we when we die, yeah, that'll probably. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll be like in the afterlife, like oh, and like working on with Orbital on their new music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or Tini gets an actual job and something like that, you know. Uh, (laughs) And I also love the fact it's so long and never boring. To summarise... Well, it certainly is long. Subjective. Yeah, it is subjective, that. Uh, Interestingly, I said to Kay the other day, I said, oh, Chini will get a job, I guess, at some point, and then he'll probably stop doing a podcast, he'll be busy and stuff like that. And she went, well, you've got a job, and so does you. What difference (laughs) will that make? I got a job. We got our priorities in order, (laughs) that's all. Just don't get a job, you got to do it at night, that's all. sorted. Um, and that's uh, sort of about it. So. Plus, I started this podcast when I did that have is a job. Sh- yeah, take that yeah. job. Ball. Let's do some shout-outs. Uh, get the hell out of here. So, oh, oh. shout-outs! Okay. Um, now, I was very lazy uh, this week, it's fair to say. So I did my usual, oh, I'll just sort of tweet, see if anyone would like Damn it! You did did you do that as well? <laughs> uh, but yeah. interestingly, I put on my tweet, uh, would anyone like a shout-out on tonight's show, Twitter people? I'll even get Chini to give a special one for the female listeners. So, 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because like my wife said, they only listen because of Chinny. That's why they, that's what she, that's what my <laughs> yeah. missus says. They're listening because they think Chinny's sexy. Apparently, is. I was going to ask your missus a yeah, question actually. Um, does she prefer me with short hair or? Long I think hair? she likes the shaggy look. To be honest. Yeah, the shaggy look. I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. I love. Do you know what though? It would be it would be such a weird thing if you sort of met my wife because you're <laughs> six foot four, is it? Six foot four, and she's yeah, yeah. four foot ten. <laughs> uh, she's two you. foot one. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're so tiny. I saw I saw a couple in in, in the Volvo like that actually. Uh, in there. Uh, so anyway, I stopped and took a photo. Any, Pose, you freak. Anyway, have you got Twitter up? Because there is one uh, lady, Twitter, so you can you can do the shout out for that one because it is a lady. What about the other? There one? isn't. No, they're all they're all men. Other than that, we have got some that have referenced. Well, what about if they're they're homosexual? I, Maybe they I have no people. idea. I, I don't no mind. But don't you can do there's there's. Heavy Evil, which is G.H. Rocker, because he's got a girl in his. Oh, well, that's what could be a cover yeah, story. Yeah. You know, right? uh, uh, obviously, C. Fox, because that's definitely a lady gamer, so you can shout out those two. Uh, okay. So off you go. go on. Some good ones. These got to be sexy okay. shout outs, and to all the other lady listeners, of course. Oh, God. Sexy yeah, shout outs. C. Fox, shout out to you, babe. Oh, no, babe. Here's a shout out to you, love. Hey, my sexiest voice. Uh, yeah, that that really. I don't, Is that not? I don't not think good? that's doing it. Oh, okay. You've got to be more sexy. Hey, baby. Oh, that's my look. Go for it. Go for it. I like that. I'm not doing that. Do it. Do it. Go. Just no. No. Too much of anything. I'm not. I'm not a, a core boy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine, have you been selling yourself in front of Again. the building? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get that from? I got an Air Force an expensive hotel. Just a book. So, come on. All right. All right. How to get come it on. done. Get, get, do heavy evils. Heavy evils. <laughs> yes, speaking of get it done, get your shout outs yeah. done. I have my own no, no, you gotta dude. Just do this one and then you can do your own. So, GH Rocker and his girlfriend Amy. Off you go. What? Oh, okay. G- Antonio, big shout out to you because uh, you're young and I wish I was yeah. young. Um, and your you missus, bless her. Young love, eh? Puppy love. And also, and also, because he's been with his girlfriend Amy for three years. Three. Uh, really? Three, yeah, three years, yeah. yeah. So when he was, when he was uh, two, he yeah. was with her. Yeah, who'd have known? Right, I'll do the rest of these. Hang oh. on, I've got some oh. shout-outs. Have you got some more? Um, I'm going to shout-out oh. DGA93, because he was asking me if I like Forger and stuff, because he's a big racing fan. I think he was just going to try and help me out with some cars, and he suggested that I get Forza 3. Um, and I went, as if. But uh, maybe I will. Maybe I'll rent it or something, because I heard they all have a good time when they um, when they play that. I'll be a lot of shit, but I don't think that's the point. I shout out Link Stew. Because, um, he sent me an invite. He sent me um, a message about the play date and stuff, and I kind of missed it a bit late, so I'm sorry about that. Um, but I don't like him anyway, because he has way too much gamer score, so fuck him. Um, also... <laughs> and yeah, I'll share out who shared out my brother who started playing the Xbox ah. again. He uh, he's going through. Uh, he borrowed my GTA Four just so he could shoot every pigeon in GTA. Good luck, bro. Good luck. 
Man, that's crazy. Yeah, he's ginger though, so he, he is ginger. Okay, I'm gonna shout out uh, Pain Junkie six 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 who gave us a, a hashtag on Twitter for the episode sixty five. So thank you very much for that. Um, David the Alien, who doesn't like being mentioned on podcasts, for pretending to be called Davina, so we got a sexy shout out off uh, off Ginny. So there you go. So he's saying. Yeah, yeah. So he said, "This is Davina the alien asking for a shout out, please." There you go. Uh, a special one. This is a special one to Greasy Fish Lips, uh, who's going to be forty this weekend, y'all bastard. So there you go. Happy birthday at the weekend, or actually, actually, when he listens to this, he may well be forty. So happy birthday if it's your bless him. There you go. So happy birthday. Life begins at forty. Something, something that people say to reassure themselves that they're not That's old. It. That's it. But really, we sort. But it really doesn't begin at forty. You know when life begins, greasy fish loops. When you're zero. Zero. That's when life begins. Uh, it begins nine months before that. What are you? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Freaking. Yeah. Oh God. It's never too late for an abortion. Oh, lovely. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, Even when you, you're know, 40. you know all those female listeners, they've just turned off. Don't abort 40-year-old oh fetuses. <laughs> yeah, that's just all kinds of wrong. Uh, yes. Take that, Christian. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> oh, who's against abortions? Pardon? Let's offend. What religion is against well, abortions? No, people usually in general. I only hear against. from yeah. Christians who are against them. I'm sure there yeah, are Muslims sure and Jews are. who are against them. I'm sure them you've too. offended lots of people. I'm just oh, yeah, I'm just wondering how many people we've maybe, maybe lots of Lots of them. Um, all of them. We've offended everybody. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Agent Spider Silk, uh, shout out for you because he says he loves the show. Thanks for that. Um, uh, yeah, C Fox. Yeah, I know Chini was a bit rubbish at that. So thanks, C Fox, for that. He wasn't very sexy. Hey, shout C Fox. Anyway, um, it doesn't seem to me. I, right. I want to see. I want to hear you do a sexy show. show. Hey, yeah, C Fox. Hey, hello. My thanks, hey. They're listening for you, mate. They, 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 you're the sexy one, so you know. Yeah, sure. Stuart, Talk. please stop whining about minor aesthetic details. If I'm the sexy one, then I'm the, this podcast has got Yeah, you are the sexy one. Apparently, look, I'm only going off, look, if you're a lady and you listen, let us know if Chini's the sexy one. There's a thing. There you go. Send us an email. Uh, or Twitter. You can just Twitter us and let us know. Anyway, Bongo the Sane, he says he knows a woman. At least that's what she told me. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he is in his Twitter picture sporting a veteran gamers t-shirt which I really like so that yeah, it, it is yeah. true the Irish are is funny, funny. Is including funny. Bongo uh, and he has got an egg timer topic so I'm not going to read that but I'll stick it on the topics and we may do that next week and I have got one final very big shout out to the play vault to the play vault yeah. because they have uh, done their first podcast so they've done their actual first proper Podcast oh, yeah. and it's uh, John Mao, friend of the show, uh, over at the Play Vault. A uh, guy called Curtis and Dave Dog, who we love. We love Dave Dog, don't we? Like him. We yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. God. Um, so well done on your first show. If you want to listen, if you want to listen, it isn't up on iTunes unfortunately at the moment, as far as I know. But it may. I was just starting up iTunes well, to look for it. Maybe when this show is. Yeah. When I spoke to John, he's applying. For and we office. know how long it takes to get him approved, so it could be a week or two before that. Does it it take does a take while, a while to get them approved on iTunes. It might probably take about a week, a week and a half normally. So it may, but maybe not be. But, but for now, go to the Play Well, you can right? go to the Play Vault, or if you go to Podbean, Podbean and search the Play Vault, all one word, uh, you'll find it at Podbean, and you can download it from there to listen. 
So, or go to the Play Vault website and there's a link there for it as well. So, yeah, if you want to have a listen. And it was pretty good. It was good. Good job done, is what I think, for the first show, because we all know how horrible it is in your first, first episode. Yeah, first shows are always going to be a bit, you know, like... I'm not saying it's a bad, like it was no, a bad cool. episode. I'm just saying, like you got to hit your stride. Have you listened? You, have you listened you, to you, it? I listened to the first bit yeah. of it, um, but I'm gonna wait until it goes on iTunes so I can listen to it on yeah. the go. But I was chatting to him on Skype, and he, I, I listened to it. Yeah, I downloaded it and just put it on as an MP3 onto my iPod. So that's how. I... See, that's, that's Ooh, what... Mr. Fancy Pants oh. circumventing the iTunes that podcast is. system. You renegade. Uh, and I listened to it while I was riding my bike at the weekend this weekend. So there you, you bike riding renegade. And mine wasn't in a garage playing the PS2. Mine was actually outside on the road. I bet I know what color the wheels of your really? bike are. Black. <laughs> They're actually bright yellow. Anyway, uh, Duke, for shout outs. Yes, I have a bunch of shout outs. First of all, we have a new member on the site. His name is Barton Funk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's named after one of my favorite movies of all time. Like it's seriously top three. Barton Fink is such a great movie. If people movie. haven't seen that movie, you really need to see it. And then once you see it, uh, you should go to the Wikipedia article because I wrote it and it's got a lot of good info there. And uh, yeah. yeah I, anyway, I looked, at that. I looked at your Wikipedia article on Barton Fink, right? Yeah. And it's so detailed. I mean, it's yeah, it is. Way better than an usual. Hold uh, up a minute. Well, that's why it's a featured oh, article. Are stomper. you plugging one of your articles at Wikipedia again? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God, it's like, I think you only come on this podcast so you can plug your articles at Wikipedia. <laughs> exactly. I think you know what I think you should do. Everybody should read my why stuff don't you go on the Wikipedia podcast. So, oh, you already did that. <laughs> <laughs> I already did that, oh, shit. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Copy editing us. Yeah, Duke, Duke, you should make another one of those, right? And just pretend to be all serious at the start. <laughs> and then start playing all your sound effects. Shouting and stuff. So, your article didn't get featured, huh? <laughs> yeah, you do some copy editing. Um, all right, other shout-outs. Fat, ugly, or slutty gave me a shout-out on Friday following uh-huh. on Twitter, whatever it is. Um, I gave them a, a FF suggestion as well because... Um, yeah, I don't. Ju- Some people just list everybody that they're following. It's like follow all of these people, and I think that kind of cheapens the idea of Friday following. So whatever. Um, yeah, Johnny Utah sixty six sent me a message on Xbox. He said the sound clips just keep getting funnier by the week. They make the show. What? Keep it up. Oh yeah, volley intelligent conversation. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um. Also, Big Bad Daddy, Rich, uh, gave me a shout-out about Age for Empires, so cheers to him. Oh, yeah, classic games in the house. GOG.com. Whew, it was almost a week before I mentioned the site. I don't know what's wrong with me. Hey, you're not, um, Duke, you're not going to get paid if you don't. No money. I know. That's why I try to do nope, it every no week. Uh, by the, I don't get paid by them, in case anybody's wondering. Um, the last play date we had, uh, I'm sorry, everybody. I thought it might be fun, but... It really, it's a really very wasn't. silly idea. You tried something new, Duke, and you, it uh, didn't work. I know. It, it's <laughs> so anyway. I mean, I mean, that's the thing is that it's not like when we did that kill zone thing. I think I'm sensing a pattern in which game play dates don't work. Um, but we tried it on Killzone 2, and it did. You know, we had a lot of trouble. We finally got some games in, and it was alright. But this one, I spent most of the play day just running around by myself doing the running man. Like, what the hell? This sucks. Anyway, uh, who showed up? JC Meister? 
Uh, JC Meister, Meister was turned up, and uh, Heaven. I think it was Heaven. Was it Heaven? Oh, he oh was yeah, on. that's right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Axe Man and Phil tried to get in, but didn't. And there was uh, one other person there, wasn't there? That sort of came. Well, anyway, try to put it all behind. Yeah, it wasn't people, great. It really wasn't great. So I really apologise. It was yeah. a terrible we idea. We need to find Forget some other PS3 games. Forget we can about do. it. We can't only do Uncharted 2, and it's not fair to leave the PS3 people yeah. out. So well, we'll figure that? something out. Should we should rent to look a big game like Crossers 2 or Blops or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not a bad idea for, for the, the PS3. Um, for the the PS triple. Uh, anyway, uh, the next play date is going to be Crisis 2 on the 360. So Sunday, the 17th of April, 6 p.m. UK time. Join up with us, people. And if you ain't got it, maybe you could rent it or something. Like me. I haven't got it. You. Now, you got enough advance notice. You can really rent it. Poor people who are like, oh, the day before. Guess what? You got to get this. Yep. We should do that indie game, too, sometime with the Laser Wars. It's like a dollar. Anybody could afford that. There you go. There you go. There you go. Let's be done. Oh, wait, of course, there is one more thing. If you like this podcast, podcast <laughs> there is another site you should check out. Uh, put me in too. Leave me on out. there, you find um, uh, a bunch of links to other video podcasts. games. Rich, similar give me a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. But different in the way they're uh, yeah. delivered. Some have all kinds of sound effects. Are for old people. Some talk yeah. about oh, RPGs. Oh, Come on. Yeah. Some might say oh, that. No, no one says that. Then, of course, you have links to you know, great forums. So check it out. VGHub.net is a great starting point for your podcast discovery. Podcast discovery. That sounds like a great TV it does. show. I'd it does. It that. sounds good. So VGHub.net. Welcome to podcast Ed. discovery. Okay. Well, I think it's sort of time to go. Uh, see you yes. later. Bye. Oh, yeah. Yes. Jeff, all. You won't. But this is where the chick sings. Why don't Thanks for listening, everybody. We're gonna go away now. Are we really? I thought we finished. I thought we were recording a new Orbital album. It's not Orbital song. Instead, sit at home, watch TV. Oh. Uh-